0: Hey, everybody. Hey. Oh, no. I lost Ruel. Ah. Not Ruel. No, it is not. It is very much not Ruel. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Uh, Before we continue with explaining what is happening here, um, folks, can you see me and can you
1: see and hear my guest co-host, Chris? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for having me.
0: i hear you and uh i guess it could be a once oh yes yay says bt travis okay um i'm sure technical difficulties will be foul this stream but hey 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 to goblin and um travis and party on dudes and uh 82 and all the rest of you here's the deal folks you will be getting some Ruel today. There will be the second R, but Ruel could not make it, actually, for the live streaming of this show. He had some other stuff to do this morning, but after Chris George of Room and Board and I are done doing uh, episode 56 of the r show, we will be raiding Ruel, and he will be doing a live playthrough of uh, Dickory Dock, which I think is a new game. I don't think it's... I. I I'm not sure what the situation with it is. He said, I'm doing Dickery Docks. I'm like, what is that? And he said, you'll find out at um, you know 2 p.m. PST on Tuesday. So It's the sequel uh,
1: to Hickory Dickory?
0: The Hickory, yeah. Well, no, actually, the weird thing is, there are two Dickery Dock games coming out within are the there? space of two months. Because there's one from Elf Creek Games called The Clocks of Dickery Dock. And then there's this other one, uh, which uh, Ruel is covering, just I believe just called Dickery Dock. So that is... That is a real, you know, Armageddon deep impact uh, misfortune that these uh, publishers have found themselves in.
1: I, I always go for the rhyming, personally, so I, I I would be excited to check out Dickery Doc, because I think it'll be underserved as the clocks will get all the attention.
0: It is hard to avoid the clocks of Dickery Docs. And ironically, I'll be covering the clocks of Dickery Docs in January. So, um... Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But in the meantime, hey, everybody, this is Chris George. And uh, when Ruel couldn't make it, I was like, okay, wanted to do the uh, top 10 crowdfunded games of 2022 because I thought that would be of interest to people. And if it couldn't be well Chris was my absolute first choice because if you've never checked out his channel, you really should. I am a subscriber, have been for quite a while. He does a bunch of stuff. And one of them is a weekly... Is it weekly? Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it is weekly, yeah, Yeah. because you break it down by the week Uh, Kickstarter, crowdfunding, I should say, summary And it is so much better than my crowdsourcery show (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I try to go in uh, in as depth as possible yes. uh, as to what's leaving Kickstarter that week. Yeah, Because I find a lot a lot of Kickstarter games get a lot of coverage at the beginning of their life cycle, and then because of the nature of this beast of everything always coming out all at once, uh, we kind of lose a sense of what is finishing up and what those deadlines are. And so that's why I try to cover at the end of the week to to see what sort of stretch goals are unlocked, what, what value that game can provide, yeah. and if it's even funding, too, mm-hmm. because... Uh, there's a lot of games out there, and I look into. I try to look into every single one. I think I looked into over 500 games uh, on Kickstarter this past year. Yeah, and uh, and so anything that's not going to be funding, well, great. That <laughs> at least takes one off of my list, one rule book <laughs> less that I have to read. To read. So selfishly, you that's you don't why try I do to save those poor
0: struggling things by doubling down on those and.
1: I, I would if they were still around at their final week, but they often cancel beforehand and try to uh, try yeah. to re, re up and reevaluate. If yeah. it's close, like if the funding's close, then then I like to give them a shout out too, and and see if we can push them over the finish line, and that that also helps knowing that it's the final week, and, yeah, 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 and, and and your deadline is approaching. And for some of these games, a lot of the indie games, um, I I like covering as well because I I. I know, you know. There's a, there's such a there's such an amount of games out there, and I like to give everybody everybody a fair shot, at least for my purposes. Except you for know. Queen Games. Except for Queen <laughs> Games, which uh, is my one of my favorite bits to pick on. And I don't know why I got I got mad at Queen Games once, but I, I've just kept it up now, and now it's the thing. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, Queen Games, but uh, you know, lower your shipping, and then uh, then we can talk. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Actually, that's the other thing, too, that's unique about your show. I mean, I think there's two main things. There's three things that are unique about your show. One, you are, in your day job, a professional actor and comedian. And you're very funny. Uh, A lot Uh, of us try to be funny. You are genuinely, effortlessly funny, (laughs) which means you better deliver for this show. God damn it. Pressure's on. Indeed. Um, two, you really dig deep. You, I, like your number one complaint is, where are the rules? I can't evaluate this if you don't give me the rules to read. And uh, woe we'll betide you if you don't put the rules up at the top of the page to make it easy for me to find, because you know how much time I'm having to spend on this already. And um, three, you spend more time than anybody. Even, I would say, even more than Alex Radcliffe drilling down on the actual... Potential value, not resale value, which is kind of yeah. like Alex's stick, but instead yeah. just, hey, what are you getting for this? Are you going to be satisfied with this purchase? Considering the game, considering all the components, and considering the shipping with a Canadian bent, but I think you uh, really yeah. address it broadly. And I think that really makes you stand out. I mean, you are, I mean, I've been doing my crowd sorcery for a few months, and I immediately got into the habit of always watching yours to make sure I wasn't missing something uh, because you just dig so much deeper than I do.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I I really do appreciate that. Yeah, the value thing is is important for me because I'm real cheap. You know, being an actor, (laughs) the day job also means that I'm poor, and so uh, I I don't I I want to approach it from that sort of budget budget conscious uh, slant. That's what a lot of my channel is about too. Like recognizing that there's all sorts of people, and not all of us have unlimited budgets to to spend on games forever, and. And 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 unlimited time too. So really making sure that what you get, you'll feel good about purchasing. Yeah. I try to get a lot of my games on the secondhand market and and get them for cheaper than at than at retail. Uh but so if you're spending the money to get it at retail or even at Kickstarter where you do have to factor in those giant shipping costs that sometimes are unexpected and sometimes are a little bit more, you want to still be so excited, at least for me, I, I want to still be so excited about that game coming to my door that yeah. I don't mind having to pay that extra shipping cost because I'm just so over the moon about the game. Right? So that, that's that's the that's the uh that's the angle that I try to Try to focus. Yeah, I mean on.
0: Well, speaking of that angle, I mean, I think probably your most successful series you do on your channel is Top 5 Reasons Not to Back This
1: Game. That's true. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started that I started that just uh, way back with Marvel United X-Men. And I saw so many, uh, I, I felt the pull of Marvel United X-Men and I was thinking to myself, why are you so interested in this game when Marvel United is out at retail for like 30 bucks, you could go and try it. And like, I hadn't even read the rule book, but I'm like, Ooh, I want all those cute Or you could pay $500 today yeah. for a game yeah, you you'll could... get in a year. Yeah. Exactly, right? And so just looking at things in terms of like, it's easy for me as Chris to get excited about games, but it's also easy for me as Chris to uh, overspend and uh, want to go into debt for games, which I I don't think uh, future Chris would be very appreciative of if uh, past Chris uh, kept on doing that to him. Well, so, folks, if uh, any of that sounds interesting to you, I just put his link down at the
0: bottom, youtube.com slash reviews. Not Room and Board, unfortunately, and board. because somebody beat him to that name. Um, and even though he's eclipsed them in terms of subscribers, and they're talking about all kinds of sweet you know, sofas and uh, barka loungers, uh, you want uh, Room and Board Reviews to check him out. Um, but, folks, this is still the R&R show. I think we'll just take the uh, R at the end of uh, Chris, or in the middle of
1: Chris. It's well, it's Room and Board. It's, uh, that's why I figured you asked me on. Oh my gosh, because, of, course. Uh, of course! You could of course. bring in Room and Board. Uh, it's, it's really the only reason why I went with an R starting on my channel name, because I was like, you know, one day... I'm going to get on RNR One day, Ruel's going to be sick. And when that happens, I'm going to be there to pick up the pieces, baby. That is so, uh, perfect. Lifelong dream here, really. I'm uh, really now-
0: embarrassed to admit that it didn't even occur to me. But yes, this, today we'll be doing the Rado and Room and Board show instead of the Rado and Ruel show. But remember, Ruel will be... I, I don't think he's sick. I'm not actually sure what it was, but uh, he will be here this afternoon. You know, I um, just couldn't I make it this off. morning. So... I know you know the show, and I know you know that uh, in the pre-show, we do silly um, japes and hijinks as per the request of the audience, who, by the way, it occurs to me, I have not said... Uh, proper hello. Oh, uh, first, uh, you're getting the first time chats here from Roshko. Uh, you got one yeah, of these, Roshko. which I do not know how to do, but, um, there is already hey, love for you amongst the crowd, uh, which is very, very nice. And, oh, Bahama uh, immediately knew you by name, knew your last name or your second first name. What's your middle name?
1: I have two middle names, uh, Charles and Frederick. So my full name is Christopher Charles Frederick George third. No, it's not the third. I just added that last part up. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm sure you asked
0: what your parents were thinking.
1: Well, my dad's name is Charles, and my, my grandfather's name is Frederick. So okay. my, my mom wanted it to be my dad's name. My dad wanted it to be my uh, grandfather's name. And I'm the youngest, so it was their last chance. So they just crammed them all in.
0: <laughs> because they were absolutely positive there would be no more. That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yep, everything seems to be going fine. So, uh, let me go on ahead and pull up the request. Folks, as you know, if you watch this show, the longer you watch, the more points you get. We have an outstanding top three to do, and a Ruel ranks, which I think today will be a room and board ranks instead. So, what is your username on BoardGameGeek, Chris? Uh, Chris? Chris C.F. George. Chris C.F. George. I'm going to go to BoardGameGeek.com and I'm going to bring up the browser and I'm going to do a search for... Come on.
1: Come on. Yeah. I don't rank a lot of things on uh, BoardGameGeek. I rank some some things that I like a lot and then some things that I dislike a lot. And then all the sort of middle ground, I I tend to... I, I don't know. I tend to just leave and, and figure out that future Chris will, will figure that out later. What was it? Chris C.F.? Yeah, Chris C.F. George, like Charles Frederick, coincidentally. Uh, Yes, what a coincidence. uh,
0: uh, Yes, there we are. Um, That's it. And, okay, yes, we are now looking at your collection of 175 owned games. Let's turn off the expansions, which uh, brings us down to uh, 166. All right, sorting them by what you've ranked. Yes, you've ranked almost nothing. Almost nothing. You're actually worse than Ruel at this. Okay. So, now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you can see what's on the screen through... Uh... I can see it, yeah. All right. So, you need to pick, uh, like, five games that you would be interested in doing a little mini-review now, um, and then after we're done, I'll tell you if you were right or wrong.
1: Okay, all right. So, any uh, of these. And... If not, I will scroll to the next page. Any of those? Uh, let's do Scythe. I just played that recently. Okay, all right. Scythe. Hmm. Uh, classic. All righty. Uh, let's go Dutch. any of these? Have you, played, have you played Dutch Blitz too? No, I've not. Oh, let's you put wanna, Dutch Blitz. All right. Yeah, yeah, Dutch Blitz. A,
0: a wonderful, good game.
1: Yes, yeah. I don't know that's going oh. to get many
0: votes, but we'll give it a try.
1: Uh, how about any of these? That's the best one. Um, let's go with
0: let's go with Keyflower. Keyflower, one of my top ten one. faves of all time. So you better rate that wisely. How about any of these? <laughs> uh let's
1: go with meeple circus on that one meeple circus that's, that's the a,
0: that's uh a, is that the stacking meeples flipping meeple yeah stuff? yeah I remember that's that that exactly one. it circus yeah, it's, it's
1: a, and one more Any Favorite of, of my parents um let's go with gizmos
0: gizmos ah that's a blast from the past okay folks You have two minutes to pick which of those five games Chris is going to do a mini-review and rank of, and then I will weigh in on my opinion. As always, you can cheat and use bits to uh, juke the stats or your channel points and all of that, and uh, you've got two minutes to go. And of course, Scythe, Scythe takes the... I mean, is there anything that hasn't already been said a thousand times about Scythe? Do you really want to hear? I mean, does nobody want Dutch Blitz? You've never even heard of that. Come hey, on, Dutch side. Blitz
1: is a fantastic game, and you won't know how fantastic unless you all switch your votes to Dutch Blitz right now. I believe you
0: can change your votes mid uh, vote if you would like. Yes. All right. Oh well, yeah, I, I, I put some, in my vote. And oh my gosh, actually, I that impassioned creeping. plea has now made yes. a big push for Dutch yes. Blitz. Yes. Look Let's at that. Go, oh, but team. Side is fighting back. Stegmeier no. will not be denied.
1: No, come on. You Where's do not mess with the Stone mine. <laughs> Where's the Dutch blitz gang? Rising up. <laughs> well, to
0: be fair, uh, there are several people who hold back until like the last 5 seconds as if they're right. uh, you know sniping on eBay. So it, it's still anybody's game except for poor Meeple
1: Circus. Except for Meeple Circus. <laughs> well, poor Meeple Circus, Maple Circus is I... going
0: to get no love. You said you
1: don't are you you got it from your parents? No my My parents love it. My parents always request it whenever I come home and I want to bring other games and they say, but, but what about Meeple Circus? (laughs) Uh, I think it's just really accessible and uh, fun stacking. Um, The, the, the little goals that you get, you're going to have three rounds and, uh, you get you you have different shapes of meeples to create but the most fun is just trying to build your stack as high as possible with a little red meeple because however high the red meeple is you get points based on its height and so you just really go for gold every time well your impassioned plea has
0: brought in one additional vote for meeple circus i'm afraid you will have to do better
1: (laughs) on whatever the final winner is that's fair uh i I mean i've meeple circus is good but it, I think it's just good. But it's it's really accessible and it's really accessible to a wide audience too, which is very much so. Like, yeah. Oh no, it's a, super a charming.
0: And uh, well, you did it, Dutch Blitz destroys Scythe. Um, Dutch yeah. Blitz, the new top one hundred <laughs> candidate for board game geek. No one will ever be speaking about Scythe again after today. <laughs> uh, so we're just talking base Dutch Blitz, not the blue expansion pack. Dutch Blitz, by the way, published in nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, tell us all about it. Why are we here talking about be the first to play all the cards in this fast-paced, solitaire-style game? Although it says for two to four. So it's already very misleading in its little blurb
1: there. Well, it's actually Speed Solitaire. It's like Competitive Speed Solitaire. You That's mean, you and
0: When you say Solitaire, you mean Klondike, right, specifically?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean the, the, standard, right. the standard stack your cards. Uh, because you can stack your cards, at, you can stack a 9 on a 10 as long as they're different colors. Um, and the whole goal is you're going to have a pile of 10 cards and you want to get rid of that pile of 10 cards as quickly as possible. But the only way to get rid of cards is by playing them in ascending order from 1 to 10 uh, in the middle piles. But anybody can play on piles in the middle. So yeah, right there that shows the the sort of chaos that can ensue. There'll be multiple piles starting, and you're going to be flipping through your stack of cards, your deck of cards, three at a time, trying to put out as many cards as you can in the middle uh, before everyone else. And once somebody gets rid of the 10-card stack, they say Blitz, uh, everybody stops, you get one point for every card in the middle of the in the middle of the game, in the middle of the table, and you lose two points for every card left over in your blitz pile. So if you haven't gotten enough cards out in the middle, you can go into the negative points and first person to 75 points wins. I have so much fun with this game. This game is legitimately, and I haven't done this yet on my channel, I probably will when I hit 10K, I think. I'm gonna do my like top 10 or top 20. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, spoiler alert, this is in my top 10 games. Jeez Louise. I love this game so much. Because of the energy that it takes around the table, my friends and I will play little anime soundtracks in the background, and when the <laughs> beat drops, then we'll start, we'll start the game and we'll just be furiously flying back and forth. Uh, and so it's about managing, your, you have three little piles off to the side of your pile of 10, which you can use to stack the cards. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 10, looking. 10, so 8. I could
0: stack them into the center uh, or into my own.
1: Into your own exactly, right. and so the, the the goal is as long as you get them out of your blitz pile, that's all that matters. And then you have the rest of your cards in it in it in a deck that you're flipping up three at a time. Uh it, it's so so good. The expansion pack is the exact same game as the regular game. You just add in different color decks mm-hmm. so that uh, of the back of them, so that more people can play. So you can oh, play okay. an, an eight player game instead of a four player. I mean,
0: game. this looks like you can play it with just a standard deck of fifty two cards. Is that not the case? You could. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, there's actually 40 cards. You would take out you would take the uh, take out the jack, the king, face queen, cards. yeah, the face cards. Um, you just go from one to ten. But but that's exactly it. And and how you stack is basically like oh, the reds and the blacks. So there's two suits. It's boys and girls, and so you have to stack a girl on a boy. You can't stack a boy on a boy. Okay, but uh, because they're different colors, that also adds to the tracking of oh shoot, is this a boy or a girl? Like as you're stacking, and sometimes you make a mistake. And,
0: oh and- yeah, I noticed. So you have to go same suit. If you're putting them in the center, as opposed to alternating suits, if you're playing to your own area.
1: Yeah, but in those alternating suits, you you can't put a red or a blue card on top of each other, because those are both boy cards, and you can't put a a yellow or a green on top of each other, because those are both girl cards. They're basically representing the the black and the reds of a standard deck of cards, but it's just uh, changed for... this way yeah and then everybody has a unique symbol on the back of their cards that when you gather all the cards in the middle you flip them over you can deal them out based upon those symbols on the back uh yeah it's so so fun it it is my favorite speed game i i will play i've played dutch blitz starting at like 8 p.m and going till like 4 a.m in the wow 4 a.m it's i i will never get tired of this game i just find it so so fun uh and, and I was on a contract recently, and there's so many different variations. Or it, It's interesting with card games, too, because you learn them. I feel like tar- card games, nobody sits down and reads a rule book for a card game, right? <laughs> you learn it the way it's taught, yeah, and yeah. then those are the rules. Yeah. And then, luckily, there is a rule book in the Dutch Blitz pack, but when I was telling some people, no, that's actually wrong in how you're playing, they're like, no, <laughs> I, I played my way, and I like it better, and that's mm. fine, right? Because it's just a card game. It's just for, just for fun and however you you have fun with a group. But uh, yeah, Dutch Blitz, uh, you want a, you want a rating out of 10? I give it a 10 out of 10. Wow, okay. I give it a 10 out of 10. I love this game so much. I have to. It, it's, it's in my top 10 games of all time. I, I think and you would
0: be required to do so. That's
1: uh, I would, legally obligated. You yeah. would have to do it. Yeah.
0: Wow, that is is that that is by far, I think, the oldest game we have talked about in any length of time on this show. So you are totally yes. bringing the cults of the old um you're living up to your whole hey i'm all about value since you don't even have to buy this thing although that's true
1: you just use a standard deck of cards yeah
0: although it but seems it like be- if you use these cards it would be easier to play because there's the more clearly distinctly delineated colors that's probably gonna help yeah. play i think quite yeah, a bit the
1: delineated colors and well everybody would need their own deck of 40 cards that's the thing oh because i see you,
0: oh right you, right
1: right okay the way you sort it is through the backs so they, ha- they would have to have different backs as well because that's how you can tally who got what into the middle and how you can give yes, those cards yes. back to their oh, respective So they'd packs. have to be like oh. you know
0: four different packs of bicycle cards from a
1: gift shop yeah. or something like
0: that. Or instead, folks, just go to the Dutch Blitz Games Company. There's a company that's sole purpose is to sell you this game, <laughs> which is in Chris George's personal top 10 games of all time, even though it came out in 1960.
1: That is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, Bonzinator in the chat is saying saying uh, she loves Dutch Blitz. That's what's up, Bonzinator. <laughs>
0: That's what this man brings to the to the party. I mean, we'll both virtual and in real life. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you're here. I don't think that ever would have come up in a million years. Subtle. So, I don't think it would have either. You are now obligated. Next time people check you out, uh, Chris C. F. George on Board Game Geek, that they will have to find mm-hmm. that has been ranked a ten. Um, oh yeah, yeah, guaranteed. Which by the way, currently ranks number one sixty-seven in Board Game Geeks party list, which isn't bad actually for a that's game that came good. out in 1960. So. I would imagine the board game geek Zeitgeist agrees with you. That's a good call. That's a good start. Things are going well uh, so far.
1: Yay! Yeah, Mister B- Mister Boom in the chat saying how necessary is the expansion for Dutch Blitz. Um, it, it, it isn't necessary at all. I find four players is kind of my optimal player count as well. But I because with more players it's going to go a lot quicker. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more random because it it it'll be more dependent on who gets a good gets a good breakdown in their stack and can get those out pretty quickly. So I would just start with one pack. But it's it's nice to have two packs. I, I specifically don't have the green box. I have the blue box because I know a bunch of people who have the green box. And then I know if we want to get together, I can bring my, my expansion pack, which plays exactly the same, right? It's just the different cards on the back uh and we can mix and match and uh and play up to eight if we wanted to but i think i think my optimal count would be like four people
0: so you are part of a dutch blitz network
1: in the great white north is what you're saying oh yeah effectively oh yeah i'm pushing to make dutch blitz <laughs> our national uh, board game over coconut if if wow. i had my druthers <laughs> that is interesting yeah. Although I suppose um, the Netherlands might have claim to it first, but... Uh, <laughs> they are in the title, we, after all. We, we might be able to, to make a play for it. Yeah, that would not be the
0: first thing that North America has stolen. Um, so I, I, I'm down for it. <laughs> they just need to rename it Canada Blitz, obviously. Or Canuck Blitz, perhaps. I don't know. Canuck Blitz. <laughs> I like it. All right, cool. Well folks, that was one thing. Let me go on ahead and pull up the list, see if you have requested anything else. I am marking that Ruel, or that room and board ranks as complete, and we also, Ruckus, our regular of the show, has requested a top three. So, now, the audience has to make suggestions. What would they like to hear the top three of? And it could be game related, it could be pop culture related, it could be culinary related, it could be Canada related, and um, if you, Chris, when they start actually making suggestions for top three topics, if yeah. you see any e that strike your fancy. Although, wait a minute. Thundergriff Games just Thunder raided. Game. Hey, Thundergrift Games, you're still a hey, like raider. Let's start. The whole show over again, now that Thunder Grift right. has finally uh, you know, made it to the party, pal. Hey, everybody. This is not Ruel. This is Chris George of Room and Board. Today, it's not the uh, Rado and Ruel show. It's the Rado and Room and Board show, uh, which is just as uh, trippingly off the tongue uh, that rolls. And uh, we're in the pre-show right now, and we are about to do a top three. But you, the audience members, have to tell us what type of topics would you like for us combined to do a definitive top three of?
1: We've got we've got one one suggestion wait, wait, by Bonzinator right now. So that says it's the only one that I see so far. Okay. Top three games that take a long time to play, two plus hours. Long games. All right. That's long. pretty good. That's two a pretty good one. Two plus our Games. All right, that's a good. That's a good one. All right. Roshko is saying top three games that were featured in World Series of Board Games because uh, he's he's one of my uh, one of my community members, one of my patron members. So they know. I also uh, have done some work for the World Series of Board Gaming. Yes, you have. As well, I was there. I was their director of production uh, and will be their director of production kind of for the upcoming event as well.
0: Well, if um, that really, gets chosen, I'm sure you have all kinds of exciting stories. Give me another one.
1: Uh, what else do we got? Top three holiday
0: movies. Holiday movies. We just literally did that last week. <laughs> did we not? We did do that one last week. That was, one that was the one that was chosen.
1: I, I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I watched it last week in preparation for this. And I remember that you were talking about uh, about Die Hard. Top top eight play eight plus player games. That's a that would be a tough one. Can you pull? Can you pull off three? Because I'm kind of known for. I mean, only playing two player games. I would I would struggle with that one. Yeah. That one would be tough. Eight is a tough number. I know I know what my number one would be. I know what my number two would be for that. Give me more I'm options. Uh, top three holiday foods. That's what's being thrown out in the chat. Okay, that's a good one. Um, what else was there? Uh, top top uh, three games to play. Co-op with a girl.
0: Co-op with <laughs> a girl. I'm going to amend that so, to co-op so, on
1: a date, let's yeah, say. Yeah, co-op on a date. There yeah, we go. Co-op on a date. That I like would be that. It. All right, just need one more. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm I'm now desperately. You know what? Coming. You're a guess, You could suggest one if you like. I could suggest. Nah. I, what would you I, like, I like to listen? All right. I like I like the chat. I I like the chat. All right. Um. Because uh, yeah, I, they're they're much smarter than me. Top three mean games. That's a good one.
0: Ooh, uh, I got stuff to say about that. Yeah. All righty. There we go, folks. You once again have two minutes. Let the voting begin. Uh, let me go on ahead and bring Chris's beautiful, beautiful face back on screen. There we go. Um, so, uh, I, I, it tends to be that the, uh, non-game ones don't make it, but we have a bunch of game ones. And so far, the early odds on favorite is Mean Games with, uh, look, two hour mean, plus games. Oh, no, two hour plus games is really taking control. No, again, nobody wants to hear about holiday foods. I will give it one <laughs> vote just in, in, uh, in honor of the holidays to talk about, well, honestly, i I'm. Drawing a blank. That would be a tough one. I can't even think of any holiday foods that are particularly what do you, what do you, meaningful to me. Do you, have pudding, do you have a tradition? A figgy pudding? There you go. Wow. I don't even know what exactly one is, but I like
1: the word. I think a figgy pudding would be like similar to a bread pudding, just with, uh, with figs as the main ingredient rather than bread. Or maybe like a sticky toffee pudding, but like figs instead of dates, right? You're really going deep on that figgy pudding. Hey, I've I thought a lot about it. We uh, <laughs> we were singing about it at the end of uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. That's when true. I was doing A Christmas Carol. All right.
0: Yeah, It's. I think it's going to be Mean Games or Two Hour Plus Games. That is interesting. Well, while we're waiting, since nobody cares about the World Series of Board Games on this particular live stream, uh, yeah. that's the Vegas thing, right? The, they did their first one, that's they're doing the, the next one. And, so, and you're more than just somebody who goes... You're, you said you were Director of Operations? What was that?
1: Yeah, I'm the, I'm like their director of production, so I've been I took care of all the live streaming aspects. Oh, uh, I see. In, in behind and so this this year I'm working with them a little bit behind the scenes, working on their marketing, just making sure that like the word gets put out that uh, what what the World Series has to offer. Um and and then come the day I'll be dealing with all sort of their live streaming. We we really tried to do it do it as big as possible with a small budget this past uh, this past year. And so I'm pushing to maybe get a few more cameras in, um, get a few more things set up to uh, tracking scoreboards. Oh, wow. So okay. You can see who's still in. Uh, I've got a lot of, it's, it's nice to be on, uh, on the team earlier Early, this yeah. year yeah. because then I can start thinking a little bit more about how to implement and make it like an exciting event for everybody who attends, but also exciting for those at home uh, and make it a fun live stream. Right. So
0: this did not turn out to be the board game equivalent of that boondoggle. Uh, <laughs> the Caribbean... fire festival. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was not the fire festival. Bonzanator was actually there. Bonzanator oh. was there. Um, Bonzanator won uh, uh, the door prize of a uh, game theory table. Oh, and wow! Yeah, so so she won a... That was a, a really good video of, of her celebrating, rightly so. Uh, Bonsonator also made it to the finals of Blood Rage. So, uh, yeah, she almost took home the, the wow. ring of uh, Impressive. the championship ring in Blood Rage. Uh, that was a really fun final table. A, 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 a nice a nice group. What I really loved about the event, and this, this is what uh, I've been saying quite often, is that, like, I was worried that it would be people who I wouldn't want to game with being there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like too competitive. Because I think that's that's the that's the thing that often alienates people. Yeah. Right. Like it's like I don't I like I play games for fun. Like I play games for fun. But also when I'm playing them, I like to to be competitive. Yeah. Uh, and, and so. What I really appreciated, especially about that final table and all, and all throughout, was was the, the sort of camaraderie that happened. It was just kind of like another convention, except in this one, somebody walked away with $25,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No, no big deal. That's all. No big deal. <laughs> or you get a table just for showing up, apparently. Or you get a table just for showing up. Yeah, Bonzanator won the yeah. door prize table. And yeah, that, was, that offer
0: uh, not binding in the state of Las Vegas or you know, <laughs> Nevada. Sorry, folks. Uh,
1: Everyone gets a table. You heard it here first. <laughs> there you
0: go. You can take that to the bank. Bonzanator. Uh, at the same time, thinks says you did a fantastic job um, running the show, and it's glad. I mean, yeah, I mean, I-, I was aware of it. I had no idea it was. Uh, so big, and it sounds like it'll be even bigger next year. But in the meantime, yeah. folks didn't want... Even though we just spent all this time talking about the thing that folks <laughs> very specifically said they wanted to hear more about figgy puddings than they did about that, we just ended up talking about... Uh, and you can hear more about it, folks, on Chris's channel. I strongly That's suggest true. everybody go and subscribe. So what was it? It was Long Games, wasn't it? Did, was it?
1: it was Long Games. All right. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Well, long do any uh, jump out, out
0: at you as... Um, uh, you, know, you that, that are... And, and audience, you too. Uh, anybody have any recommendations for the greatest long two-hour-plus games
1: of all time? I feel pretty comfortable in this category because I generally like games when they're longer than two-plus hours. When somebody said long games and then two-plus hours, I think, oh, that's a standard game. I'll try to aim for three to four hours. <laughs> <laughs> the, because I, I find with, like, any any crunchy crunchy Euro is going to take around two hours. Right. uh, You know? Uh, At least for me. Well, if you're uh, playing at a four-player game, sure. If you're playing at a four-player, playing in a group, right? Like, that's that's kind of the event of the night. Um, I know... Uh, not, to, not to only talk about World Series, but I know at that level, some games took like four hours. I think our longest was Gaia Project at five hours, and that was very long. That's not that's not going to make it on my list. I, I have my three, I think. Well, oh, Ark Nova us- is a really good one that's not on my list, but it, it is long.
0: Uh, Arc Nova, yeah, it, that is probably one of the games that... I mean, I would probably seriously consider nominating that as one of the three. Uh, my wife and I, we yeah. tend... We used to have uh, more stamina for long games when we were younger <laughs> in our younger uh, salad days as opposed to now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Arc Nova is definitely one where you know, the, the time just zips on by and we don't even give it a second thought. Uh, but yeah. what do you like?
1: Give us one. Um, okay, well, one that I'm going to put on here uh, that I played recently that I've really been enjoying uh, and I've never been able to play it in under two hours, so I think it, it qualifies as a long game, even though I think I should be able to get it down to that. Uh, but currently, it's anachrony. Um, anachrony. Oh, yeah, sure. Anachrony, I think all my plays have been three to four hours and those have been like two-player games.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Uh, I, I don't is know that if turning it's on everyone, extra stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's it's just because I'm slow and who people I, who I play with are slow. You'll have to let me know in the in the chat if uh, okay. There we go. I, I called it early so many times. It's so long. Some Luck Dragon 1982 says that they love anachrony, but they've called it early. Yeah. Oh wow. It, it, it's it's just have It's just such a satisfying. Um, such a satisfying game for me to play. I, I love all the inner working parts. I love the asymmetrical factions that you get. I love that this is one of the only games where taking loans makes sense. Um, Kind of <laughs> like Brass Birmingham. You want to take those loans, but but even for Anachrony, you get points by taking loans and f- and repaying those loans down the line right. by sending things back to your time-traveling Hey, self. they're not
0: loans. You are getting stuff from the future <laughs> that you then have to deliver That's true. To it's yourself. definitely not...
1: Not just the lowest No third mechanic. party
0: was ever involved.
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. 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 Um so that that's what I what I really like about it is that everything feels so purposeful and everything feels uh specific. Yeah, brass could be could have been another one that but I'm not I'm not talking it's not gonna be on my top three. Um, although it could be, yeah, I'm thinking about all the games that I, I love th- playing. I think the
0: biggest thing about anachrony that would uh, that I, I would certainly give a nod to too is, unlike a lot of games where I mean, if you're going to be a long game, you really do have to feel like you're going on a journey. Um, yeah. And you know, the nice thing about anachrony is it does have that goal. You know, okay, this is when the meteor strikes and the game can, and, and the world fundamentally changes, and we're spending yeah. all our time preparing for that, and now we have to deal with the aftermath of that. Depending on how the game evolves, and so I think that helps with the uh, long jet ge- with the length of the game too. Whereas a game where it's yeah. just like, oh, we're literally doing the same thing in, you know, hour four that we were doing in hour one. And it's just, oh, we're we're now paying five bucks instead of two bucks uh, for the action, that's a bit less compelling. So I, I think an is a good one. I, I would buy that yeah. for a dollar,
1: in fact. All right, you 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 ready for number two or do you are you yeah, gonna give it me, a top me three another as one. Well? are are we gonna do are we gonna do dueling top threes? Well, so far, Ruel and I envisioned this as we would just like
0: vehemently disagree and we'd have to debate, but so far, <laughs> he and I are so freaking simpatico, it's kind of... We, we we used to have a segment where, um, where where we would literally, people would buy an argument from us, and it was the hardest thing to do. We just couldn't argue about anything, uh, ultimately except for ranking relative Star Wars things. That was about all we could disagree on. So, I mean, so far, I mean, no, I, I, I I'd like to argue against that, but... It's a really freaking good suggestion. Not as good right. as Ark Nova, but follow it up. Uh, see if that was your That's one day wonder.
1: That's true. Uh, here's something that I feel you might argue against. This is sort of a contentious pick. Not contentious, but I know people don't like it as much as I do. Um, but a game that I will happily spend four hours playing any day of the week, anytime, time, is uh, number two in terms of length, uh, Rising Sun. <sighs> R- Rising Sun, I love rising sun it is it is so good um and and i love it and it can take that long because there's such a negotiation aspect to it you're going to form alliances together at the beginning of the age although that happens fairly quickly uh but the battle mechanic is something that just really turns my crank uh you have a hidden screen and you're bidding your coins On different advantages, and you're trying to read the opponent on how many coins they're bidding so you can bid just enough and just more than them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And the amount of shifting, the shifting nature that can happen just based around that one system is. Making deals for later on down the down the turn, making deals for later on in in the game where you're saying, okay, listen, I'll give you this, uh, I'll give you this province. You can win it outright, but then the next one, which is only you and I in a province, well, you make sure to bet all of your coins on that one because then you can pay me back, and I'll uh, and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll let you win it as long as you bet all your coins. But, well, I but can let me ask you, the- is this else.
0: does this game benefit from its extreme length? I mean, what would a 90-minute... I mean, I, everything you just described, none of it seems like, right. oh, thank God I've got three hours of that rather than 90 minutes of that. <laughs> you know, your anachrony, again, it tells a story. It it has a change. It, you know, there's an evolution. And, I mean, I've never played Rising Sun, but you're
1: fighting over the same stuff at the end that you were fighting at the beginning, right? I, I think there is there is a real sense of evolution. There's a sense of of how the alliances can shift throughout the sure. game. Because you make formal alliances at the beginning of each season and you do that three times. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's either are are our, our alliances staying together or are they fragmenting? Who has betrayed who and how what are the repercussions of that down the line in the in in this game, right? It's not going to carry over into the next game because I did this big betrayal. It's yeah, I have to manage except this it will no- carry
0: over to the next game obviously.
1: But it's it's how do I manage this betrayal? And how do I manage the, the political atmosphere of navigating the board? And how do I tech up on the board and get more and more figures mm-hmm. for the end of the game mm-hmm. and, and show a real dominant strength in how I build up my powers over the course of it? Okay. Uh, I, I, I love it. it. It flies by for me. It's uh, It's like perfect for my friend group. And we play it Well, let me make a counter
0: uh, point, seeing as how it did come up uh, briefly uh, in the last topic we're talking about. uh, Keyflower is in my top 10 games of all time. And Keyflower is a beast of a game if you're going to play it at four-player. And it's probably a two-hour-plus game just when Jen and I played, and we played it a bunch. And I think that game... I mean, the reason it's in my top ten is not because of its length, but because it's got to have one of the, if not the most brilliant twists on worker placement, that it is a worker placement game where every one of your worker meeples is also the uh, monetary unit that you bid to uh, be able to build up your own little colony in the new world in the in the, in the uh, key in the Keydom universe that they create. And what really makes that game stand out for me and live up to its length is, right from the beginning, uh, the first thing you do is you end up, everybody ends up grabbing tiles and says, oh yeah, this is what I'm going to potentially be able to score at the end of the game. And I've got to be planning for this from the get-go that I'm going to be able to really focus on this particular asset or that particular asset. But when we get to the, what is it? There's only four, yeah, it's like four years, right? With each, or four seasons? Our, yeah, 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 it's the four seasons. seasons. When we get to that fourth season and I reveal, oh, maybe I don't want to put this winter tile out because it turns yeah. out Chris did a freaking much job, better job at that than me. Um, but this is really my main thing. And, um, you know, were you saving up the resources you needed to be able to pull that big ending off? I mean, to me, the end of that game, that final bid, when all those cards uh, tiles come out from everybody, feels like the Euro equivalent of like a final boss fight. In a video game, because I mean, everything was building to this moment, and everything is on the line, and I've been planning for this the entire. And then Chris took it. Oh! oh, you know. Um, and so I think that is a game where, um, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to play that. It's just a click, boom, boom, boom. We're done. One season, we're over. That I think it really benefits from that length because you're throughout the whole game building towards that final act that is so impactful.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 exactly that sense of progression, right? That you yeah. want again. I think Rising Sun for me provides that. Uh, seeing because you're building little strongholds on the board, and your your positioning on the board is developing over the course of it, and then you're also trying to figure out which provinces you haven't conquered yet, because that'll add to your your final bonus as well. Because you want to get one of each, basically collecting a full set uh, to get a, a chunk of points, which often will be like at least fifty percent of your your final score. I do love Keyflower, though. Keyflower is so fun. I love Keyflower at two because I can remember what you have behind your screen <laughs> yes. at two. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. more than two, I cannot remember yeah, that. Yep, yeah. You've still all. got a blue meeple there, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. You're just yeah, waiting, they're... aren't you? Until I get rid <laughs> yeah. of my
0: blues and then you will s- snag this away from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we neither have convinced the other, so now we need a third one. I am literally making up
1: rules for this segment on the fly. All right, I, I'm I'm excited for this third one. This is the epitome of long game. This to me is the Twilight Imperium killer uh, because it is one third of the price provides just as good of an epic experience wow. on a smaller board, uh, and that's just Dune, regular Dune. Oh, straight up reprint. Dune. Straight up Dune, not Dune Imperium, not Dune anything, not not the Dune. Fantasy
0: Flight retheme in the in the alternate sci-fi universe yeah. they ultimately no, made? No, not
1: not that one. Just Dune with the big old sandworms. You have your, your circle on the board. You have your six different factions that can play. Uh, each different faction being adding something completely new, playing this with like five to six people is so good because all of the faction powers are at play. You have Atreides who literally gets to look at every single card that anyone draws, write it down as to who has what, and has the knowledge for the rest of the game, and yep. uses that knowledge as their playing piece. You have the emperor who literally gets every piece of money that people spend. <laughs> you, have, you have the Benny Jesseret who get to make a prediction at the very beginning of the game what turn, there's only 10 rounds, what turn somebody will win and who will win the game? And if they predicted correctly, they win, they win the game. Wow! It's just, it's such an incredible, epic experience. Uh, I have loved every play of that game. I, I feel like I could never play that game enough because of its length, right? You have to right, set right, aside that time. You have to sit like, we even called one of them called one of the games early it was after like 6 hours and we we're like okay i think that alliance was is was going to win and somebody wanted to go to bed cuz they had to work in the morning and they didn't <laughs> realize how long it would take um but it, it, even even playing half of that game it feels so monumental to me uh the the shifting nature and the tense struggling for for ground uh here's I, the thing i, I absolutely you, love it
0: you have made me want to play that game now <laughs> so it wins there we go So that's it, folks. That's the top three of all time. Ark Nova, Dune, just straight Dune, and Anachrony.
1: Yeah, you're right. Rising Sun, Anachrony, and Dune. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's what I heard. Ark
0: Nova, and... Okay. Well, cool. Um, hey, folks. Let's see. Did anybody ask for any more features at this point? No, nobody has. You have your notes, but apparently nobody else wants to hear from you. Uh, no, no, no trivia. No, th- this or that. Come on, folks. You've got the points because uh, we've got a little bit of time to kill because we need to go until two when we are going to raid Ruel. Um, playing what was it, Dickory Dock? Right. Yep, so not the clocks. Yep. Apparently, people only uh, spend their coins on Ruel. Oh, wait. Nope, nope, nope. There we go. Goblin came through, because Goblin knows both Royals and my favorite is a this or that. Thanks, so, Goblin. And you know how that works, right? Um, we start throwing this or that at each other until the audience does. Let's see this. Hey, Chris. This or that. Funny. I am just going to get the ball rolling. Um Oh, dude, this one is for adults. All righty. Oh, but that one's kind of deep. Glass half empty or glass half full?
1: That's the this or that? That's the this or that. Always glass half full. Mm -hmm. I'm a positive guy. Yep. Uh, Yeah, we're getting to know you, you see. Yeah. There's there's no point in it being half empty. You got half of a drink to drink.
0: Wouldn't you like to focus on how miserable you are, though, by um, seeing what you don't have as opposed to
1: celebrating what you do? No, if you've got a glass half empty, you might as well have a full glass empty and you might as well pour it out on the floor. That's what I think. There you, you go. Gotta, you got your glass half full, you drink your drink, you take that last sip of eggnog and you savor it. <laughs> savor the dregs of the eggnog that's always at the bottom of the, oh no, I see, it's glass half empty. It's glass half empty. <laughs>
0: okay, next up, robots or dinosaurs?
1: And we're just oh, doing a few the- i found on a list until the audience gets to Yeah, yeah, go- robots, let's do robots.
0: Yeah, I want to say dinosaurs just to be different, but I no, know. robots are just implicitly better. Yeah, I mean, but... Honestly, I don't really get the pop culture love for dinosaurs. I, as a little boy, I did not, you know, obsess over
1: dinosaurs. They couldn't withstand the asteroid. You know who could? Robots. Exactly.
0: I think uh, they will win seven ways to Sunday. Even the final one. Okay, um, let's see here. Goblin asks, digital or analog timepiece?
1: Oh, um... That's, that's tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to say analog, uh, because I don't have a digital timepiece on my, on my watch right now, but I, I struggle, I struggle on the daily to make it work. And because I think you're so digital is so much easier to look at. Right. Mm Um, but I, I like the, I like the look of the, of the sort of regular clock rather than just taking the, the, it's not just
0: you're a closet hipster.
1: I'm not just a closet hipster, and it also might be because um, my girlfriend's given me a couple, like, really beautiful watches, and I want to wear them, and I want to, like, Ah. (laughs) appreciate that gift, right? Um, So it's been a shift. It's been a real shift of of mind, but I like the look of it a little bit better. It feels a little bit more... uh, A little bit more more classy.
0: I wish I could join you in that. And probably as a younger man, I would have, uh, since I always uh, wore mechanical watches during all my years of working. Um, The the day I retired from the board, the video game industry, is the day I took off my watch and swore I would never wear a watch again. Because that was, to me, the uh, anchor around my neck. I was constantly beholden to that analog timepiece. But these days, life is too short. Digital, just because... Because you want to know it. I got enough know struggles. Right I don't need to introduce <laughs> optional struggles um, to my life.
1: Let's see here. But it kind of mixes it up, because then you never know if you're actually telling somebody the correct time. That's you true. You, you, you always get to live in a little bit of fear. You always
0: panic. round off.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Everything's always either 3, 315, 330, 345, or 4. Nothing's ever 327 and a half. Yeah, I never do. Yep. I, I hate rounding off. Which
1: which I should oh, like so to you make Google.
0: that. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, a minute. Yeah. Wait, oh, no. wait, wait!
1: I make them wait. <laughs> Six twenty-two. Make them wait for the goods. I wait until the I wait until the second goes all the way around, and then I can tell them with absolute certainty what the time is.
0: All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Sail and it says hat or no hat.
1: <laughs>
0: you often wear hats in the hipster backwards style. I have noticed.
1: I do well because I like. Well, I started because i started this channel during the pandemic and so naturally my hair was that of the pandemic ah. uh, and so i in order to keep it out of my my face i would put a hat on but if you put it forwards that's bad for lighting so i would put it backwards just for for not lighting and then uh i i just wore it for a long time and um it might know that uh i i lost my favorite hat i left it in an olive garden in pennsylvania oh no uh But they're holding it for me and I will be back to get it. Yeah, I called them up. It's my favorite hat because I got this hat. I'm going to go with hat. I'm going to go with hat. It sounds like. I got to go with hat Uh, because I got this hat um, in in, uh, when I did Little Shop of Horrors. Seymour had a hat and it had a little S on it. It fits my head. I've got a really big head. Uh, just because I've got a gigantic ego and Same also view. physically, yes. um, <laughs> but uh, so so I lost this hat, and then luckily, uh, I had an Olive Garden, but one of my one of my patrons sent me a uh, a lovely hat from the Olive Garden to it was an Olive Garden branded hat <laughs> to replace the uh, the hat <laughs> that I lost. so uh, I like the hat. Uh, it, it might actually have been it might have been yeah say on it. he said me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. He, he, he set himself up. I wasn't sure if that was you or not just because of the the, the different um, names yeah. that uh, but I was fairly certain that that was you who sent it off. but yeah, so hat hat all the way. hat all the way.
0: I should say hat because being over 50, this is starting to get really thin up here um, and just, uh, you know, I tend to forget about it when I'm just looking at the camera, but any time I happen to be filming myself and I have to reach really far forward, I'm like, oh, oh, I don't need to see that. Nobody needs to see that. But I just I can't think, stand them. I think you have a luscious head of hair, it, Richard. For a 52-year-old man, I think I'm doing okay. Thank you. Yeah. But still, yeah, I've just never found them comfortable. I've never liked them, or sunglasses, or pretty much anything on my head. I, earmuffs, I'm a I'm pro, I love... You're pro earmuffs? I'm pro the new fancy kind where you wrap them around your head like Lobot from Star Wars. I don't know why we didn't have those kinds of earmuffs as a kid. We had to have the Ralphie, uh, you know, the piece of plastic that came over and didn't do anything. (laughs) Didn't keep any of the wind out. But now, modern earmuff technology has come so far that I'm, I'm definitely big earmuff guy. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Saturday or Sunday, says Duck of Death.
1: Uh, I gotta go with Saturday. Saturday feels like more of a break to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunday, you're the the beginning of the week is looming. Uh, but Saturday, you, you can justify yeah. relaxing. And I can justify relaxing. And then I get to Sunday and I go, oh no. I it's a day of dread. Yeah, I haven't done my Monday video yet. Yep, Time yep. to spend the hours filming it. So yeah, Saturday, Saturday all the way. I would agree
0: as well. Plus, Saturday morning cartoons. I don't know if you're old enough. I don't know if your generation oh, yeah. had anything like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I do. Generations now. Does Generation Alpha? Do they get to enjoy Saturday morning cartoons? No, they don't I because everything's get, on demand,
1: right? They get they get every day morning cartoons. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. They'll never know what they're missing. So it's always going to be Saturday for me, and I'm sure it would be for well as well because we've talked about that in the past. Okay, yeah. uh, puppies or kittens? We were promised a guest appearance by a certain kitten who has
1: yet to arrive. That's true. Artie is. Uh, I have a cat, but I'm going to say puppies. Because uh, puppies are much cuter, much well behaved, and they give you kisses. Like, let's be real, puppies beat kittens any day of the week. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend is looking at me, very shocked, uh, with, a, with an expression of dread and uh, an anger from the from the doorway. But I'm going to stand with it. You got give me what are you going to take a, a bucket full of a bucket full of puppies or a bucket full of kittens you're going to take a bucket full of puppies they're just all going to be clamoring over each other's kittens they're just they're mewing kittens are cute but puppies are going to be more energetic and more likely to you're going to be able to have fun with them
0: i was totally unaware that um that was the standard measuring unit in canada for puppies oh, and yeah, kittens bucket. is bucket Buckets. yeah bucket, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah okay wine or beer
1: Wine or beer? Oh, she's going to throw Artie onto the. <laughs> there we go. Artie strikes back. Artie strikes back.
0: And there in the analytics, we'll be able to see that big spike on the time bar where everybody just comes and just watches this part over and over and over again. True. And Artie represents for all kittens everywhere. Nope, Artie has had enough of you. You are yeah. already
1: I'm on the uh, probably-
0: the uh kitty litter list yeah if he was a puppy uh he'd probably yeah, exactly a puppy would have stuck around wouldn't it a puppy would have been happy to sit in your lap wouldn't it
1: yeah exactly already can shake a paw though so he's he's okay he can stick it he can stick around all right yeah uh That's- wine or beer i'm gonna go with wine okay nope i'm gonna go with beer i meant to say beer and i just said wine <laughs> so i guess they're equal because <laughs> you wanted to be fancy i wanted to be fancy um yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more partial to, to a scotch, I'd say, if I was to pick. So I'm going to say scotch.
0: All right, all right, we'll, we'll allow an audible there. For me, yeah. none. I tried a beer when I was five years old, my dad handed it to me, and I thought it was so disgusting. I, I still remember just how, oh, this is just vile. Why are you all sitting around drinking these things? And it has this weird aftertaste that's just horrible. And I haven't had one since. Yeah. And every time there's even the slightest bit of wine in any food preparation I ever have, it's all I can taste. And everybody's like, what? No, you can't taste this at all. I'm like, no, all I can taste is the alcohol in this because I'm a lifelong teetotaler because I come from a family of alcoholics and I'm the not one So by by, by choice because I'm a weak-willed individual. And if I were to develop a taste for that, considering how addicted I am to ice cream, man, if I ever got a taste for any kind of thing that's genuinely addictive,
1: it would be over Yeah. That's that's you and me both. I I rarely drink and I think that's why uh that's why I would pick scotch because I, I I had to do a scotch tasting for my work when I was working in a restaurant and so and so I started to like develop the notes. I think there's kind of like a game to it almost. But uh yeah, it, I'll I'll opt for I'll opt for other beverages over it because because I I feel I also have an addictive personality. Yeah. I mean, I anybody who has a big shelf of board games behind them <laughs> Probably falls into that category. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That,
0: anybody who would completely realign their entire professional life just so they could have more? Yeah. I, what, what could you possibly mean? I don't know. What? No, no, of no, course. That's that's, that's 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 poppycock. All righty, last one. And this one's really for Ruel. Wherever you are, Ruel, uh, uh Majawa wants to know, the Star Wars prequels or the new trilogy?
1: Oh, that's tough. I'd like to pick and choose between the three. Nope, between no, all, three of uh, the one three. or three of the other. Three of one, three of the other. Ah, uh, I'm going to go with New Trilogy. Wow! Jeez, I please. am going to go with New Trilogy. I I, I got to give a shout out to Call to the New to balance out all of my... Uh, That's true, yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Dutch for, Blitz. For, you, for Dutch Blitz. You want to show your finger somewhat on the pulse, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I need to... Uh, I mean, as much as I do love the quote, your your. Sand is rough, not like your uh, your skin. It's all nice and smooth. That that Anakin said. Wow, well you totally
0: my... nailed that reading.
1: <laughs> thank you. I thank can you, see yeah. why you're a professional actor. That's that's impressive. I, ha- I have it. I have it on. Uh, I have it on my wall. Um, <laughs> that exact quote. So I know I can never. I can never <laughs> screw that up. Um, yeah. As much as that scene really makes me want to choose the new, the prequels. Uh, I really liked Force Awakens. I like number seven. Mm. Um, and I didn't really like number eight, and then number nine was, you know, it was fine.
0: Well, number um, eight is literally the best thing Star Trek has ever produced, period. Hands down. Bar none, track? by far, The Last Jedi is the greatest thing, and the second greatest thing would be Andor. But uh, the third th- best thing would be the prequels. They are by far uh, the most ambitious in terms of any of the feature films. They yes. are actually yes. trying to say something. Uh, they actually have you know levels of meaning. And yes, it is a real shame that Lawrence Kasdan didn't come back to actually write the scripts, because Lawrence Kasdan would have written a different sandline. He probably yeah. wouldn't even refer to sand at all.
1: I really love um, the the sequence of execute order sixty six in mm. in uh, Revenge of the Sith. I, I found that that was like chilling. I remember yeah. like getting goosebumps in that. I was like, "Ooh, you can really like that." That that payoff is really good. Um, I didn't. You like Last Jedi? Last Jedi felt like a TV show to me. Mm. It felt like an it felt like a bottle episode. We could do an hour on, on that, that, but we will not. We will end we, it there. We have
0: to move on. Yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, if anybody wants me, <laughs> I've got a 13-page thread at guild.rado.com. Is Stoling the Virtues of the Last Jedi, um, taking on any and all nitpickers uh, <laughs> to definitively prove once and for all it is the best, most well-considered, uh, most dramatically satisfying of all of the Star Wars. And that's it, folks. We are done with This or That. Everybody give a big round of applause for Chris George. Yay! That went pretty well. That was fun. Yes, I agree. Okay, so, um, and I'm sorry, I see some more questions were coming in, but that will have to wait for another day uh, because it is now time to actually do, well, no, it's time to battle to the death. Um, which, wow, I feel really weird not doing it through well, but I'm going to do it anyway.
1: I'll battle to the death Yeah, you.
0: the battle royale. You can't see the little icons w- well enough to actually do the uh, color commentary, can you? In Discord? Hmm. Um, n- Maybe not. Okay, then I will do so as um, everybody, uh, you know, throws down for 100 customizable coins. Oh, and by the way, thank you, Firewind, for subscribing. Flying Dutch Rocker, Mister Boom, uh, um, R R S P James, and uh, Th- uh, and Danoga, and Sea Otter, and uh, Duck of Death, and uh, okay. Oh, they're all down there! They're fighting to the death right now, and I forgot to fighting put it on the screen, full screen, so I can see. Wow, we've got a big uh, turnout. Nobody's going for me. I'm taking out RSP James. Or at least I tried to, but then I ran screaming when Corthane came for me, and, um, I think... Dude, I'm, oh, it. I'm oh, hey! Sure. Ruol Gaviola is in the scrum, and he has been <laughs> eliminated. So, I guess he's probably still in the process of getting ready for uh, his dickery. Uh, but I took him out, and then somebody took me out, and the crowd is thinning. Andrew Scott, no and Board Reviews what? is currently the odds-on favorite to win. That big, bushy, beautiful beard of yours throws me you out. That with the beard. pleasure of Andrew Scott. You are running. Screaming from Andrew is a common... Andrew fight. Scott, oh, no. Does I've Andrew never be- like oh, Andrew get? Oh, Andrew misses the health pack. You throw out. You finish A.J. Fox. Andrew really has it in for you. You turn and take out Come Andrew. On.
1: Take him- Let's go. You go Let's for the go, give me that health back and then cassandra
0: that's, miller who's been here since
1: day one um having people in the back that's run the way screaming that's the
0: room
1: um but like i, I think cassandra it.
0: turns and fights and you should run and scream now but no oh
1: my no nope, cassandra gotcha oh oh i thought i had it that would oh. have been very impressive i really thought i had it that's 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 such a shame but great job, Cassandra. Yes, so congratulations,
0: Cassandra, for representing the R&R show. Old school r and Rado and Ruel, not Rado and room and board. Which actually works. I don't know why that didn't occur to me. The same thing happened the, he- the, one, the one other time that Ruel couldn't make it, um, Shay from RTFM stepped in. And it wasn't yeah. until he pointed out to me, my channel starts with the frickin' R, what is wrong with you, live in front of everybody, that I realized, oh, I really don't know what I'm doing, and I should not be in
1: charge. Clearly. I think you set it up that way. You're just, you're just being humble. Uh, you're just I'll, let, I'll you're letting the guests take the glory. You're giving us the spotlight, and <laughs> uh, and I appreciate it.
0: Well, uh, enjoy. Okay, folks. So now, uh, let's see. Ruel will be back next week, and we're doing your standard end of the month sponsored fun again thing. And we'll be doing the uh, contest giveaway for the um, the LED. Oh, I love this LED thing so much. Have you seen this, Chris?
1: Oh yeah with the with the uh, with the LED
0: all around side the or credit. the really cool um, box they did successfully fund so yay they will actually have them to give away So folks you still have one more week to go back and watch Ruel's and my top 10 games we're thankful for um, to see who wins um, but otherwise uh, yeah so you know the show we're gonna uh, we're gonna do the intro we're gonna do the top 10 uh, we will introduce the uh, the people who actually watch the R&R tomorrow on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast stream or whatever. So we'll introduce you again. Um say Ruel couldn't be here, but he's uh, he's he sent he sent his best, his top men, as it were. What is that a quote from? Top men top men. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. I don't know Probably what it's from. Gun. Hmm. I would assume it's Top Gun. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. no. It's it, it hardly matters. It's neither here nor there. If Kabuki Kid were here, she'd be able to uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. Top men top men. Thank you, uh, Travis, for uh, stepping in for Kabuki, who has all the old um, octogenarian uh, pop culture references You know, at the, uh, right off the top of her head. Okay, top men. Yes, of course, Raiders. Of course. I've been saying that my whole life. I don't know where I got that from. Anyway, so uh, what do we got here? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What men top man. All right. Um. So I need to, I think I've got the uh, box cover, right? Yep. I did not have time. Um, to replace Ruel with uh, pictures of Chris, which would have been nice. What are you talking about? That looks... That's, that's me, uh, shocking, yes. Uh, yeah, if, if you only hadn't shaved, and you, if you put I your sh- glasses on, I shave. Yeah. and you get your fedora out, I think uh, yeah. it would work beautifully. Um, yeah. Quick, go get a disguise. Yeah, put on your Ruel disguise with your beard and glasses and fedora. Um, right, so we got that. And right, oh, hold on a second. Uh, let me make sure the browser, oh, you left. Oh my gosh. He is actually going and getting a world. Of...
1: No, I, I was seeing if I've seen if I had it handy, but I it's not, you it's do not. not
0: you, 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 you left it in your other trousers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. I need to make sure the, uh, cr- uh, Chrome hasn't crashed. Yep. There it is. All right. So that's number 10, uh, paste it in waiting to hear you'll do 10. I'll do one. Um, right. So, hey, everybody. This week's episode of r is brought to you by you. Thank you for supporting the show. And thank you, Chris, for stepping in for Blah Blah. Yeah, that'll work. And then we just do the top ten. Um, normally, Ruel does all his own stuff, but you, of course, do not. So I, you, when you tell me what your game is, I will have to very quickly type it in and then very quickly switch over. But that's okay. It'll just be a little bit slower. I mean, we tend to mess things up anyway. So I'm not too worried about that. And you do have... Right, because we're going to... My top five and your top five, and then you have your remainder ready for the post-show, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited
1: about those as well. I am
0: very interested to see what you came up with. I could have probably... I feel like I could have guessed Ruel's uh, pretty easily. But with your whole... I'm, I'm interested to see... How much you went down the? Uh, how much you stayed true to your ideals? Uh, you know, what the value proposition of your entries are, as opposed to did you give in to FOMO and throw some plastic monstrosities, um, which you have admitted freely you feel the pull of from time to time. I, oh, I do.
1: I, well, Rising Sun's got a bunch of plastic yes, monsters. It does. Rising Sun with my first Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that oh, got really? Me on the Kickstarter train, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, cool. Okay, then we are ready to go. <clears throat> Let me just get one more drink of water. Put the reminder up on screen. Uh, okay, folks. So while we're filming this, we're just going to be back and forth. You can be the audience. Let uh, me come back to me. If you have any questions, if you think, what? That's ridiculous. Or what about X, Y, or Z? By all means, um, give questions to us, but start your questions with a question mark. That means they go into a special queue, so we won't miss them. Um, and we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about our just missed it, our also rands, and then we'll do some Q&A, and then we'll raid Ruel, and it'll be a good old time. Okay, so you're ready, Chris. I'm ready. Okay. Then, <clears throat> one more drink of water. Okay. Oh, and hey, by the way, you've had no internet
1: outages, have you, the whole time? No, I think I think we've been okay. That's good. Why did I even draw attention to that? That was idiotic. Um, <laughs> well, it's certain to happen now. Exactly. Should have <laughs>
0: just left well enough alone. But if 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 there is a glitch, we'll I'll edit it out after and we can say, right, okay, now that Chris has rejoined us, thanks to his internet service provider, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We are set. Folks, are you ready to go? Um, then let's do this to this. Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the r r Show is brought to you by you'd Fine, folks. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And also, thank you so much for Chris George for showing up this week. Ruel could not make it for, what are we at? Episode 56 of the r r Show. So instead of this week being um, Rado and Ruel, it's Rado and Room and Board. Chris George, uh, say hi to the nice people. Tell us about yourself
1: everybody uh thanks so much for having me on i am really excited to do this top 10 because every monday on my channel room and board which is at room and board reviews i look at everything leaving kickstarter that week yes. and kickstarter game found backer kit uh, mom and dad give me money for my startup.com any of those lucrative sites i take a look at and uh and it was fun to look through the entire year and see which ones jumped out at me and then try to rank them. Uh, so I'm really excited to be on this stream in particular. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see what you have as your picks. As oh well. yeah, and and me, you. I mean, because
0: I am a huge fan. Folks, there's a link for Chris's uh, channel down in the show notes. I highly recommend subscribing if you're at all interested in crowdfunding games. Because like it, week in, week out, you are there doing deep dives. Deeper than anybody except for maybe me, I like to think I also spend a lot of time reading rule books and learning how the game actually plays rather than just commenting on the box art or, um, you know, how many miniatures. I mean, so you really dig yeah. die and uh, really give a lot of detail about the gameplay and why it stands out. But then also, you focus a lot on the value, too. Um, are true. people getting their money's worth? Is shipping too much? And so I think you, uh, between your humor and your breadth of knowledge and your willingness to really um, look uh, you know, below the surface, I, I think it's a fantastic show. Plus, if that's not enough, folks, you also want to subscribe because you occasionally do Top 5 Reasons Not to Back,
1: which I know is by far your biggest series, I think, right? Yeah, it's it's absolutely my biggest series. Uh, if there Anytime a game raises over $1 million on Kickstarter, I feel the pull as Chris saying, Mo, you need this game. You desperately <laughs> need this game. It's the best game in the world. Yes. If you don't have this game on your shelf, you're not even... You don't even deserve to be called a board gamer, uh, and so these videos are a way for me to help talk myself down and do kind of a deep dive into into the rules as long as they have them there. do a deep dive into the mechanics and and think about the logistics of how many times will that game get played? will it replace existing games? Those sorts of questions. Uh, I always like to start it off with what I am excited about before I tear that excitement away from people uh and uh, they're they're by far the biggest um the biggest hit, and it's surprising to me. Uh, that people keep on asking for them. Anytime something crosses, I'll get a message and say, hey, are, are, I'm excited to see the five reasons why I shouldn't back this thing. Uh, because I think in in the YouTube space, it's easy to get excited. We're, we're all oh, excited yeah. about games, right? Oh yeah, We yeah. love talking about games. We, we love this hobby. That's why we do this thing. Uh, so I tried to do my best to be the devil's advocate and, uh, and, and pump the brakes a little bit on that excitement so we can make sure that it's not the marketing getting us to back it, but it is actually our excitement game yeah. that gets us because yeah, yeah. yeah we want to have cool stuff but we want to have stuff that you're equally excited when it arrives at your door and you don't go oh shoot why did I back this again <laughs> right then that to me is it means and I've had both of those things happen uh and and I know I've I've fallen for the trap numerous times of of backing things and then getting it and going oh yeah Maybe I didn't look into this enough, or maybe I wasn't excited enough to, to purchase it, because it doesn't end up getting yeah. to the table.
0: Folks, I am yeah. an excitable guy. I get really excited about a lot of stuff. Chris is the antidote to that. <laughs> um, he is the anti-FOMO. There's his uh, channel right down there, and you're going to get a little taste of it, because, folks, we are about to talk about our... Per, uh, combined top 10 crowdfunded games of 2022. Games that were seeking funding on Kickstarter, on GameFound, and maybe on BackerKit? Uh, they're a little late to the party, but we'll see what you've go got in way. mind. And I can't wait to see what Chris is going to do because of his very specific focus. I know what mine are. Uh, Chris, are you ready to go?
1: Do you have ready? your number 10, or I should say, our number 10 in the queue? Our number 10. I do have it ready. Uh, I think you have a link there and can bring it up. But uh, I am prepared. But, uh, uh, so my number 10 should be, uh, I'm scared to say it in case the links are out of order, but I don't think they are. My my number we'll 10 is, w- is Raw. The oh, reprint- the
0: anniversary edition, right? Raw.
1: The anniversary edition of Raw, reprinted by 25th Century Games. Okay. Uh,
0: let's bring Raw, that up.
1: Let's bring it up. That let's is a good
0: we- starting choice. I like Raw, it a
1: lot. Yeah raw is a pure there it is raw is a pure auction game that's it right you're gonna on your turn you're gonna either draw a tile from the bag and add it to the row of things that people can bid on or you're going to say raw and (laughs) chant raw 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 grab that big old statue right there put it in front of yourself and then everyone gets to make one bid with those little sun discs sundials that you see on the table yep and uh it, and if you invoke Raw, the key is you get to go last in the bidding, which is huge when everybody's only making one bid. In addition to that, you're also bidding on that number in the center. Oh, it's like it's like I planned this with this slideshow. <laughs> uh, you're a professional, <laughs> sir. Well done. Smooth as silk until you
0: brought it all crashing <laughs> to all you know, to explain how it all good you are.
1: Down. <laughs> well, I, you know, I like to pat myself on the back. Uh, there you go. Pretty much consistently, but uh, but yeah, you're also vo- you're bidding on that tile in the center, which you will get to use for subsequent rounds. There's there's three epochs, and uh, you're going to go through all three. And, and I love that this came back. I yeah. know this was out of print for a long time. This is this is it, it's not necessarily that uh, I was really excited about the deluxe edition because they had a retail edition for I think forty bucks and a deluxe for eighty bucks. Um, it's not that I was like clamoring to get this deluxe edition where all the tiles were wood instead of cardboard, but I'm just so thrilled because I've seen it. I, I, I get a lot of my games on the secondary market, and I've seen it hit that out of print status. And you have an out of print Reiner Knizia, who's a well known designer. Uh, it, it makes people feel like they need to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to acquire this jewel that's not sure. in their. And so by this coming back at what I think is a really affordable price uh, was was very exciting to me. I I didn't end up pulling the trigger on this... Because I know it's going to go to retail, right? If, right. You're, if you're backing at this level, it was more to get that deluxe edition with the wood and the the extra metal metal victory point tokens and really just deluxifying your experience. And I'm thrilled that that exists for, for people who want that. For me, the retail edition would be completely fine. Uh, and, and I'm excited to add this to my collection. I almost brought a copy of this home with me from the World Series of Board Gaming because we had some extra copies there. Uh, for, for those who don't know, I've done some work for the World Series of Board Gaming as well, and it's one of the games. And, but I couldn't fit into my suitcase, and I couldn't justify bringing it home because I had to bring home other games that I didn't have that had cards. So if I was doing post-production work on them and taking shots of the cards, I, I needed the actual cards that I could then uh, put I on the screen. Yeah. And there there weren't any elements that I could really justify to myself other than I want it uh, (laughs) in my collection. But uh, yeah, I just... I, I'm thrilled that this is back. I'm thrilled that this is back at a great price point. And this edition looks really gorgeous. It's never so looked it, better.
0: I mean, it now yeah. looks as good as it has always played going yeah. all the way back. It's an excellent choice. I agree. And uh, so far, so good. You, you are definitely having an excellent showing. The only reason this one have made my personal list is because yeah. one of the things, which we didn't t- talk about uh, much about our restrictions, yeah. but I restricted myself to only talking about completely new games. I mean, there yeah. were actually quite a few Um, Really uh, beautiful recreations, reproductions of some older games. I mean, heck, this wasn't even the only Reiner Canizia that came out this year. Amon Ray also got a beautiful deluxe uh, treatment also. But I was just trying to focus on completely new stuff. But yeah, this would totally make my list. One of the greatest auction games of all time. Even works well with two, even if originally it wasn't supposed to. And I, I don't think you mentioned this. For me, the thing that really makes it stand out is, hey, when I'm making my bid... I can see everybody else's chips. I know exactly yeah. what everybody else can do. Oh, the best you've got is a three. So if, if I bid with this four, but, oh, you can still do it, but you don't want this. I can see what you're going for. So deep, so meaty. It's a brilliant game and uh, wonderful. And, it's, and you're right. It's so good that people have... I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it looks nice and modern. It doesn't look old and dusty because you know, it's a 20-year-old game, um, but it plays yeah. as good as yeah. anything that just came out. Good call, sir. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, number nine, which actually, I'm just now saying that out loud. I'm realizing I am breaking my own rule that I just set down for myself because (laughs) number nine on the list is the Paradox Initiative, which is... A reprint of an earlier game called Paradox, and oh my gosh, it didn't even occur to me till just now, but I loved it so much. Actually, I should say, um, when I was making uh, my list of my fives, numbers uh, nine, seven, five, three, and one, I was thinking about um, you know which ones did Jen and I play because when we covered them for the channel, uh, and which ones did really stood out for my wife as much as me. And geez Louise, she loved this game so much. She almost gave this a five out of five, which is very rare for her. And for folks who don't know anything about it, hey, you can late pledge now. Uh, this is basically a board game equivalent of... I don't know, Gem Blow? Or you know, pick your matching gems video game. I mean, Or go back to classic stuff like Dr. Mario and whatnot. It turns that into board game form, but adds this really cool sci-fi epic uh, resource management game, because you're trying to collect all the stuff so that you can draft gorgeous cards. Um, this game, one of the big things about it was is they had a murderer's row of artists. Some of the best, hottest, most well-loved artists in the industry. All of them producing new original art to represent all the different planets that we, as scientists, are studying all around the galaxy, trying to do card set collection, but driven by a very sharp and fun little puzzly game, as you're just trying to move your little uh, colorful gems around to get rows, you know, three or four or five of a kind in a row, so they'll explode, yay, and create the Cascade stuff and let you pick up things. Um, The You know, it's, it's a really simple, straightforward game. It's got a really gorgeous production, and again, I mean, some of my favorite artists of all time worked on this. Although, even if you didn't get the deluxe edition, you're still going to get a really sharp game. We covered this a million years ago when it was just called uh, Paradox, and it looked pretty okay. But much like uh, the one you just mentioned, Raw, it really stands out now. And I'm looking for a video of it, but there's no video because I generally don't go back and look at uh, pages after they're done. But just look at this art. The art is great, but the gameplay is what really sold it to me all those years ago. And I'm really embarrassed that I completely broke my own rule with the very first entry. Number nine, (laughs) Paradox Initiative.
1: That's funny. Yeah, I I remember the Paradox Initiative uh, when it came out. I, I think... I was I was I hadn't I didn't play it, but I, okay. I felt a little bit underwhelmed by the the sort of candy crush nature of the choice. Candy crush,
0: that's a good reference. That's yeah. finger on the pulse topical <laughs> uh, Dr.
1: Mario. Kids haven't heard of that. Candy crush, yes. Well, Doctor Mario's yeah, well Doctor Mario should be the reference. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I remember really enjoying the art. I like how the 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 worlds flip too when yes. there's when there are those when, sort when of when they've anomalous.
0: been hit by the roving black hole thing. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. I liked I liked having to manage that. I, I remember that standing out to me too. Yeah. But I, I think yeah for my like for my personal, I'm I'm glad that it was it was such a hit though. Yeah. Uh, I tend to lean towards um again like we were, we were talking about in the, in the pre-show a, a little bit of the longer the longer games. Yeah. And so I, I I this one didn't pull me in because I was like oh, okay I see the gimmick and I don't know how how uh long that would that would last for me personally. Right.
0: Okay, cool. Well, then tell us about number eight then and why that's even better.
1: Well, number eight is a campaign that I am really, really thrilled to talk about. Okay. Uh, I had to include it in the top half so that I could talk about. It is this probably one of the more obscure games out there all right uh i i like these obscure games i'm pulling up my word document to make sure i get the exact name of it right because the (laughs) names are always weird it's by this designer bez and they actually put out a four pack of games it was this kickstarter but uh, the game that i am most excited about is called a game about cute comical creatures and trying to identify them after someone makes noises
0: creatures and someone trying to identify them what after someone makes noises the <laughs> title of the game after someone makes noises that does not fit at the bottom of the screen that that will have to do folks that uh, will have to, to do and pull up this page wow i completely is a missed this to
1: one okay. it's a sequel to a game um Called We Whimsical Creatures and trying to identify them after someone makes a noise. Uh, yeah, I think it's like the third one scrolling down. So there's there's four games in okay. this package. Um, Bez puts out these small card games, and they've only been print and plays generally, unless you live in the UK, uh, because right. it's it's a small operation. Yes. They're just they're just doing it on their own and and mailing it out. And so I got the print and play of We Whimsical Creatures, and it's just uh, yeah going it's just down. No, no, go go down further. Start. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's the one right there. That that's the that's the picture I want to see. All right. The whole premise of this game is that uh, it's kind of like Dixit with uh, screaming, <laughs> where where you have these creatures that are out on a board, and someone is going to be sort of the clue giver, and they're going to make a sound of what they think this creature oh, would. Sound okay. Like. And then everybody is going to vote on what creature they think they were trying to make the sound for. That's that's it for the game. You get points, whatever. The, the scoring doesn't matter to me whatsoever. Right. It's much the, like it's Dixit. The, much like Dixit, exactly. It's the absolute silliness that this game can provide. And so in this campaign, uh there was finally they, they finally opened up shipping to to everyone. So oh, okay. I was like, yes, I want to get a printed. Uh, printed copy sent to me versus my printed play one that I uh, that is is not in good card quality I want a <laughs> nice card quality that I can pull out uh, because I think this is just so funny it's my favorite type of dumb humor in which you're just sitting around a table a table just being silly uh, for it's what I think would be an incredible icebreaker of getting people out of their shells. I I don't think it would be for everybody, right? Because... If you don't have people who are willing to go to that level, but I think it just takes one person around the table to to really b- break the level of what it can be and give permission for the group to to be silly and to laugh and just to to make funny voices with each other. Uh, I, I just think it's it's such a fun little game. And when I did I did my top five kickstarters of 2021, yeah, We Women's and the Creatures I think was it, it might have been number one. I I forget what it was. I just I just love the concept so much and I and I love that I was. Able to actually get a printed copy for myself, and and that will enable me to really bring it to more places yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. pulling out my own print and play and saying no, no, trust me, this is really fun. It's better to have like a deck of cards and be like, trust me, here we go. Yeah, um, yeah, I just think it's it's such a funny concept, and I like all the other games that that they. I was going to say the out. other
0: three games would were, were also standouts.
1: Yeah, they're. they're they they didn't stand out as much for me. There was another game that I backed last year that was a game about frantically grabbing beet roots that gets harder and harder. I think was the title, something along those lines, <laughs> uh which was like a speed matching game which kind of reminded me uh, a bit of a fa- of a favorite of mine Dutch Blitz and uh and, and so that that was a really fun one and I didn't look too much into the other three, because honestly, I wanted to spend all my time talking about a game about cute comical creatures and trying to, invest in, <laughs> to identify them after someone makes noises. <laughs> yep.
0: well, well, folks, if you want to find out more about that, uh, apparently the whole thing was called Games About Stuff. We could have just called it that. Our number eight <laughs> entry, Games About <laughs> Stuff from Bez. Links for this and everything are going to be down in the show notes. Um, I I have to admit, I mean, uh, as somebody who's played a lot of Dixit um at parties and uh, with social gatherings. that's just such a cute simple perfect idea i can imagine oh here's the four and i make that sound that's uh and yeah. and, and i i played uh, some of Bez's other games and yeah very very oh, sharp man. you know really yeah. flying under the radar a, a wonderful entry i love it a lot wow that is cool See, folks, this is why you want to go subscribe to this man's channel because you would have heard about this months ago um, and you wouldn't have missed it. But maybe there's still a chance. Uh, Follow the link down in the show notes for number eight, a game about cute comical creatures and someone trying to identify after someone makes noises.
1: (laughs) Okay. Cool. A great, a great title. Well typed in yes. a very short amount of time.
0: <laughs> yep, you won't bring it out of your pocket unless somebody can actually name it correctly at the party. What is it? True. Yes. You, you say it. You know what it is. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's move on then to number seven on the list. A much shorter title: Delta. Delta. Nice and easy for me to type in. Much less likely to make typos. Thank you so very much for that. Um, y'all. You know, and this is another one that just ranked so high uh, for my wife, especially, and for me as well. This is a fairly crunchy deck builder where we are in a steampunk universe trying to explore... Oh, there's a play on this one. Good, okay. I will put that on screen. And I will make it bigger. And I will make it bigger, bigger, bigger. There we go. Okay, are you playing? There you go. There you're playing. Okay. Uh, A a game um, where we are deck building, and the thing is, all the cards we're getting into our deck are multi-use. They represent different members of our expedition party who are either hanging out in the workshop, trying to make inventions, uh, going to the university to gather knowledge, or actually going out in the field, um, either on foot or in hot air balloons. And depending on what card you play at a given round, and um, where you send it, means the cards will do different things, because uh, different characters have different specialties. But they also have different initiatives, which has to do with speed. This is a game all about kind of like almost a Gloomhaven vibe. Who is going to go first? Because when I play a card to the university, because I want to, you know, study the mating practices of the robo rhino, rhinoceros or whatever it would be, I'm also trying to figure out, am I going to try and go fast or slow? Because whoever has the best initiative gets first dibs on the cards at the top of the area that will go into our deck and determines what we get to do next turn. So you already have multi-use with these cards, trying to figure out where is best to play them to get the most effect. But also, when you get that initiative, because there will always be cards, okay, I don't care about those ones, I desperately have to have that one. But my fastest card that can ensure I get that one into my deck uh, does nothing in that region. It's a total waste. So what am I actually going to focus on? What is going to be my priority? This game really makes you think long and hard. And plus, I also love, uh, they don't really talk it up very much, but I I show it in the run-through we did. Let's see. I don't know if there'd be a way to show it. It's just the game in all its glory. You don't, after you've played your cards, they don't come right into your discard pile like a normal deck builder. They instead go into a queue, very much like Alexander Pfister's um, Mombasa or uh, Blackout Hong Kong or Sky Mines, his new reprint. And so that means wh- where you're placing your cards determines what are you going to do, How good is your character going to be at it? What is going to be your speed with which you can build to get cards you want in the future? And also, what silo is your card going to come in? Because you only get to collect cards from one silo every round. So if you play a card, you might not see it for quite a while. And all of those things with every single card play adds so much to the proceedings that both Jen and I were really blown away by it. Number eight on the list, Delta. Okay, and uh, I don't know. Fun. I'm sure this is. I don't know, this is probably not one you played, but you probably looked at it. What was yeah. your What was your prognosis?
1: I, I I like this as a pick. I am thrilled that you had such a good time with it. I I really like the multi use cards, and I really like the uh the, the three different areas. The th- the fact that there are sort of three decisions, yeah. three spots that you can choose where to where to apply your people. Uh, I I think that makes for Uh, not too overwhelming a decision space, right? Right. Uh, I think you don't want that overwhelming of of all these different locations. I feel with a lot of like Euro games, people add more and more and more and more and more spots because they're like, oh, there's a rondelle over here and a thing to do over here. But this one to me felt really streamlined and I really like the manner of the, of the cards as well.
0: Yeah, you, you really do get a sense of purpose and direction. But then the hard thing is, oh, well, clearly the best use for this card. What is best for this card is not best for me right now. And yeah, when I play yeah. it, am I going to make the card happy or am I going to make me happy? Which is not a consideration I normally have. Um, I don't tend to anthropomorphize my cards as much as I did in this game. And uh, yeah, are really, really sharp. But what would be our number six on the list, sir? Number six. Hopefully, a shorter title because I'm having to touch them all. A
1: shorter title. A shorter title. It's only seven. It's only seven letters. Okay. Um, it's only seven letters. Sorry, Alexa, stop. My Alexa was starting to play. It must have heard me say something and then started to play. Uh, Alexa, stop.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, I'm in an ear, so you're not waking mine up with every one of those commands.
1: Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, my my number six. Is a game that was on Game Found. Okay, uh, plays one to two players, and that's Robomon.
0: <gasps> All right, yes. Um, Robomon. Wow, it's like Ruel is here in person because <laughs> Ruel covered this one for the oh, channel. Did he?
1: Yes, he did. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It's my shout out to Ruel. I knew it. Shout out to the R and R. It's now the R and R and R. There you go. Right here. Um, I was so so charmed by this campaign. Uh that's that's the creator right there and and, and that video is just a big unboxing yeah. of of going through the the prototype and all the different things that you have. It it is Pokemon but with robots and yes. And it says it's a one- to two-player game. I think it's probably more just a one-player game yeah. uh, where you're going to go on your own journey. And I'm not really a solo player. I I, I like games specifically to, to play with other people. Uh, and if I'm by myself, I might veer more towards like a digital implementation mm-hmm. of stuff. But this one just was so, so charming to me. It uh, it, it really captured me. I, I love that... Uh, I, I love that there's a bunch of puzzles throughout the game. Uh, you you get a four digit code that you can then look up in a book and you can see oh that's that's the, I've solved the clue or if you don't solve the clue then you don't. Uh, I, I love that in each, different map there's a little qr code on the side that you can scan and you can get music that suits the location that you're in uh yes different Mm -hmm. areas that you can visit and and, perfectly
0: realized video game music that sounds right out of pokemon on a game boy advance
1: yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, because they gave they gave um, examples of it obviously in a campaign page because yeah. you have to lead with that because it, it it's great. It, it builds to this world. Uh, I love their storage system is thought out too. They have all of the RoboMon chips face down in like a dual layer storage system that you can you can lift out and, uh, and access pretty easily based around a number. Uh, and, and if you have any nostalgia towards Pokemon, which I absolutely do, I have mm-hmm. the po- poster of the 150 Pokemon it, from my childhood in my bathroom right now. Um, because, of course, it, that's it, where you put it, obviously. Because, of course. So everybody can pick their favorites when they're doing their business, you know? <laughs> they got a, they got 150 friends that can cheer them on, no matter the situation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it 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 really it really tugged at my nostalgia, and I think what really made this one stand out amongst the the slew of narrative campaign games that exist out there uh, was that it is such a unique theme, unique art style, and the clear passion behind. Yeah the this project you can see it in the videos you can see the enthusiasm you can you can read it in the script uh it, it there's a comic book that you get to go on that that that's what teaches you the game they're like the, the game will teach it to you as you go along there's no need to read even read a rule book to start um so I read the rules reference to right, see the right, different right, yeah. little, little mechanics right but it just it just feels so realized and so thoughtful. It feels like a really thoughtful game. And even though I'm not a solo player, this makes me want to become one because uh, mm. it, it is so nice. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah. That's why uh, that's why it's my number six. I wanted to give it a shout out because uh, it's just such a fun world and just such a fun sandbox.
0: Yep. Yeah. You, you done right by Ruel. I mean, there's his quote for it. I, he absolutely adored it. And I think you're right. I mean, the number one, uh, two, the two active words, charm, charm, And nostalgia. And this delivers on both of those in spades. It seems so absolutely lovely. Um, Good call. Good call. All righty. Well, let's move on then to number five. uh, Another smaller game. I think, actually, this is... Physically, maybe the smallest game um, that I identified. I've got some big, heavy ones coming, too. But uh, also, this is the uh, newest one. This one, I think, only just ended its run maybe last week or the week before. But I fell in love with it, as did, it seems, almost the entirety of the board game media space. Uh, Except for maybe you, Chris.
1: Uh, Have you played Shake That City? I haven't played Shake That City, but I've looked at it uh, intensely uh, I'm excited that you that you loved it so much that it, it's, it forced its way on the list. I think oh, it's a I good loved price- it yeah. as did my wife.
0: Um, and you will know, really at the heart of it, this is a pretty straightforward, um, you know, uh, you know, pretty simple to play. Are you going to play there, buddy? There you go. Uh, Sim City style board game. We've had a lot of these over the years, and I, it's actually uh, something I tend to really enjoy. Um, and the Sim City part. Is really simple. A lot of times, these have the suburbia vibe of, oh, if I put this next to this, I've got to put these other two things over here. This is a much more straightforward gateway-friendly game because all you're trying to do is make sure you get big groups of the same types of things with some simple rules, like homes want to be on the beach, you know, businesses want to be on the road, stuff like that. Really simple rules. But what makes this game so special is the selection mechanism. You have this really cool shaker, which is just a brilliant piece of like cardboard engineering, where every turn you. You shake it up, push a little plunger, and a randomly created grid of 3 by 3 cubes comes out. And it's a bingo-style game in that everybody gets to pick. Well, the lead player gets to first pick, chooses one color, and then everybody else picks from the remaining colors that are there, trying to um, fill up their space as best they can. This is from AEG, who were incredibly successful with Tiny Towns. And a lot of people draw yeah. parallels between this and Tiny Towns. Um, but... This one is much, much lighter. It's a simple, streamlined, straightforward game. It's literally a filler. Jen and I could play this game in 15 or 20 minutes from start to finish and would just play it again and again and again. Uh, There's a a little bit of variability because you can um, set up different, uh, there's like little mini modules. I believe there was actually another mini module that was available if you backed it. But every time you play, just the randomization of the cards. Am I going to build this particular shape of red or this particular shape of blue or, oh my god, more often not, I don't want to build any of these things. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because, like Tiny Towns, you have a very, very tiny space to build in, and a really interesting restricted puzzle. Every round is an interesting puzzle. Do I take the nice, simple, safe thing, or do I risk big, hoping I'll get what I need later when it's my turn to be first and I get first dibs? Everything about this game is great, but really, the, um, the core central conceit, the gimmick of the shaker, just never gets old. To me, this is the best physical board game gimmick the industry has seen since the Gears in Zulk and the Mayan Calendar. And while that was a big, heavy, crunchy Omega game, this is a fun, simple little game you can teach anybody to play. Play in 20 minutes, and I guarantee they'll want to play again. And everybody will fight to be who gets the one to actually shake the city, uh, which is why it comes in at number five.
1: Yeah, uh, I obviously made the comparison between it and Tiny Towns, but I think what you said is right on the money, that Tiny Towns is definitely meaner. You know, <laughs> uh, Tiny Towns is
0: definitely, depending on how you play, there's different modes. But yeah, yeah Tiny true. Towns can be played at uh, expert level, which is how Jan and I play, where we, where it's not a random choice, but we choose what's yeah. going to be. Oh, it'd be a really yeah. bad time for you to get some glass, wouldn't it? And it doesn't hurt me. Yep. Hey, what do you know? It's glass this turn. Here, yeah. the game is mean to you. And it's, it's a pretty much an equal opportunity, mean to everybody kind of situation.
1: But yeah, the big thing yeah, is I...
0: Tiny Towns is more complex because all the different buildings you can have have a lot of actually, um, you know, it's a more gamery type game, whereas this is simple, easy to teach. I could certainly teach this to my in-laws and they would not have a hard time. And everybody would just be so entranced and enchanted by that shaker. But, you know, they'd co- they come for the shaker, but you stay for the fun, puzzly gameplay that you just get in and out in 15, 20 minutes and you just have a fantastic time.
1: I really like AG. I, I I remember looking at this campaign. I also think the price on this campaign is pretty decent too. Yeah. You get you get that little Wild Knights expansion. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, cube. which are
0: an extra type of uh, a wild uh, cube that you can throw into the mix. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so having that, which is going to be sold, it kind of offsets the shipping. That's what I always look for in Kickstarters. Like if the stretch goals will offset the shipping. I I think this one looks fun. Uh, for me, this one I was would contemplate picking up at retail because I know AG also has. You a know bunch it'll of be there. Yeah. You know it's going to be there. It's not. It's not a worry that it's not going to get that sort of wider distribution as some of the other kickstarters might be. Yep. Uh, and so, so whenever I see that, it's like, okay, well, do I want to pay for the shipping now and get those extra things, or would I be fine without it? And uh, and I was like, I'd probably be fine without it, but it's definitely something that that Folks. I think.
0: This is the kind of analysis you get on room and board. Again, links for it (laughs) down in the show notes. If you pay attention... If you came to this video, obviously you care about crowdfunding games. And if you pay attention to that world at all, you have to see his weekly analysis going deep. Deeper than anybody else I've seen. Myself included with my own uh, crowdfunding show. Uh, Yeah, good observations all. What's number four?
1: Number four. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm getting, I'm getting excited. Uh, uh, every time we 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 climb to, it feels even more monumental. Um, my number four is a game that I actually did get to try when I was at Origins. Yes. Uh, that's probably why it moved up so so far. Oh, so you have uh, played it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I have played it. Uh, it's uh, it's by Mind Clash Games. Oh, oh. and that is the Witch Septima. One, right? That's exactly it. The Witch One Septima. Uh, gotcha. Just okay, a blast. I mean, I. I'm really becoming a fan of Mind Clash, and I was expecting this to be overly complicated, like I find a lot of their titles are. Yes. Uh, they, they really go for that crunch, right? Um, with Septima, it's not overly complicated. I think it, it's going to be really easy for people to pick up, and it's in a, it's in a theme that... I don't I don't want to say isn't done because there's a lot of witchy themes, right? There's a lot of like spooky scary yeah. themes, but this one again is is really charming. You have simultaneous action selection and you all pick a card, but if you pick the same card as somebody else, you all get to do a bonus move, but the town takes notice because you're being overtly witchy and they get a little bit spooked about it. (laughs) Uh, And so you go through and you're going to be adding to your own little coven as you play the game. There's going to be a witch trial every round and you're going to try to put your own supporters into that trial area and... uh, you know, stamp out the bigotry because of the people who don't like magic. you your witches, your whole your sole purpose is to cure the town, and yet the town is fighting back against you. You're still as altruistic as possible as so you're going to move around this board and get different resources, and the different resources that you can get uh, depend upon the cycle of the moon as well. So there's a lot of like little nice tweaks, all that kind of build up to be something really satisfying. It was it was a lot of fun to to test out at Origins. Um, this is one, again, for me that I think those who back the deluxe edition, which is the only edition that they're offering on Kickstarter, uh, will be happy that they mm. did because they've got they've got game trays, they've got uh, silks and meeples, they've got a bunch of nice deluxifications and they've got a lot Uh, they've got a small um, little expansion. For me, I think, again, the retail would be fine for my purposes. So I right. didn't end up pulling the trigger here, but I intend to get it at retail because I don't need those those extra stuff. And in fact, I I wasn't that interested in the little expansion where you do get to turn into uh, an animal. You can shapeshift into an animal figure. And now that I'm saying it out loud, obviously I'm a <laughs> fool. And You're full of But um, I think just after the shipping and after the conversion uh, into Canadian, I know what I can probably get it for, and it's probably for, you know, 40% cheaper w- at the retail version will, will land when you don't have those deluxi- deluxified elements. And for me, it, uh, is a bit of oh, you're
0: breaking up there, buddy. Oh, you're breaking uh, up. Internet powers activate. He is totally can we frozen. Hear? Can we hear? I can hear you. Oh, you are. Oh, you're coming back. You're coming back. You. Let's just let it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note that I'm going to have to edit this part out. You live viewers get to see all, right.
1: all the mistakes that the there people we ultimately won't have to see. Um, oopsie doops. All right. Yeah, I could hear you the whole time, but uh, am yeah, I might. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. You
0: froze him? and you were starting to chop up. So I'm sorry, I, I mean, you were... Uh, I, no, go no. back
1: about 30 seconds, and I've marked yeah. it. That's great. Um, He's back, folks. I, for this one, the deluxification that you get in the Kickstarter... Uh, I think is is really nice, but for me, who's cheap, I could probably get it about 40%. Right.
0: Oh no, he's gone again?
1: (laughs) Are we back? (laughs) The witches are cursing you once again. The witches witches are cursing me. We have been
0: rock solid for an hour and 40 minutes. And now, in the final stretch, things start falling apart. Let's see here. Um... I'll what. Uh, well, I'll do. Start. I'll All do right, one I'm, more.
1: I'll do one more time. I'll finish it up, and then, uh, uh, yeah, we can keep our fingers. Okay, crossed. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll say that thing again. Action! Action! Uh, this is one where, for the deluxe edition, I think you get a lot of great stuff. But for me, I don't think I'm going to need that stuff for this game to be fun. And so, I'm happy getting it at retail for not paying the shipping and not paying those for those extra components. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game though. And one that I know uh, my girlfriend Renee will enjoy playing. And, and so it's, it's almost an auto buy for me when it does hit retail because I did enjoy my, my play of it uh, so much.
0: Yeah. Um, Actually, Kimberly covered uh, the game for our us on the channel when it came out, and she was a big fan too. And and you mentioned it right up front, I think it is important to reiterate uh, the big thing about this game. And oh, you're back again. Your internet is starting to fail. Folks, he literally had people out to ensure his internet was rock solid yesterday. They all lied to him. Would you like to give a shout out to your ISP in Canada?
1: Yeah, shout out to uh, Not Rogers. <laughs> there you it's go. Awful.
0: No, no. Um, but uh, this people tend to think of Mind Clash games as super crunchy, super heavy. Your Anachronies, your Trickerians, your Perseverance. This game is definitely... I mean, it's, 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 it's not a party game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a gateway, but it is a little bit lighter. There's not quite so much heavy lifting on this game, too. In case you might be somebody who would have been scared, oh, I like the subject matter, but oh, they games, they're too big and long. This is not like that.
1: Yeah, I th- it feels very accessible to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right.
0: Well, let's move on to number three on the list. Uh, And now this is the uh, biggest game on uh, my list, and I'm absolutely in love with it. Uh, It is Unconscious Mind, which... Geez Louise, Fantasia, the publisher uh, who's behind this and also behind this year's big, big hit, Endless Winter, they are definitely a force to be reckoned with. What they are producing are uh, w- so gobsmackingly beautiful. I mean, this game, uh, you know, their last game, Endless Winter, took my favorite artist of all time, Demiko, and made this wonderful Paleo American thing. This one combines two, my second favorite and I think my fifth favorite artist of all time, Vincent Dutre and Andrew Bosley, making an absolutely stunning. stunning. Stunning-looking game all about, um, you know, beginning of the 19th century psychoanalysts uh, in Vienna studying under Freud and trying to treat our patients. And um, you can watch my run-through of this. Uh, There, I mean, this is a crunchy game. This is a big game. This is a long game. This is more akin to what we were saying that Septima wasn't. Yeah. Uh, this game will really push you hard, but it is full of so many really cool, wonderful elements. I uh, love the... Um, oh, what was the game? Canvas. Uh, that idea of, hey, these people have dreams that we are trying to analyze through Eurostyle mechanisms, but we have to put these um, despair tiles over the top of them that uh, represent um, you know going deeper into the dreams. I mean, that's... They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to go above and beyond with the really wonderful presentation. That just could have been a little baby card next to the main card. But they really tried to capture the feel of um, you know an early turn-of-the-century psychoanalyst actually trying to help people. But um, as, as great as it is presentation-wise, what's really fantastic, is the um, worker placement. At its heart, this is a worker placement game where we're hanging around in um, Freud's apartment in Vienna and sending these little uh, word balloon icons that indicate what we will talk about amongst our peers and contemporaries, uh, which represent all these different actions we can do. Gathering resources. Our most important resource in this game is insight into the maladies of our patients. And to, you know, cure somebody, I need to really understand about their, um, you know, their... Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what they were. It's not like, um, you know, really... It, 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 it's It felt more natural and real. They were... Oh, I can't remember them now. But they weren't just despair and anger. They were much more clinical in their approach and very much fitting in the theme with uh, Freud's teachings. And... The important thing is, while you're doing the worker placement, which I don't think they're ever going to show, because it is, there it is, the worker placement! you only get to see it b- briefly, because yeah. it's the most boring looking of all the boards, because everything else looks so much more pretty. But um, <laughs> it's a worker placement slash area control game. Because once you put your workers down, you can't interact with that particular action anymore. But by putting this down, I have potentially cut off a bunch of stuff that you would be able to interact with. Um, and uh, you know, you're driving this worker control slash... worker placement slash area control game um, into a goods gathering, harvesting-style thing, to be able to convert them into cards or, you know, to complete recipes, i.e., cure your patients, and race to, you know basically become the toast of the town, because the more you focus on particular clientele from different regions of the town, there's also this whole other Rondell game. This is definitely one of those games that has like four games worth of stuff all combined into one, but um, sometimes that doesn't work out that well, but in this game, they all dovetail together because everything you, every decision you make in one of the little simultaneous parallel minigames directly affects how well you're going to be able to interact with those other games too. And so you've got a lot of plates spinning in this absolutely Stunning, stellar, gorgeous-looking game from Fantasia, who I think uh, is very quickly going to become one of the uh, known as one of the premier production and design houses when it comes to crunchy, crunchy and incredibly thematic euros. Both Jen and I were just blown away by it. That's why it's number three on the list. Unconscious mind.
1: Yeah, great pick. Uh, th- this is the exact game that I was thinking about when we were talking about Delta yep. uh, with all the different separate, yep. separate. Uh, spots to it but i think i i think that's exactly it that fantasia games has sort of established themselves with endless winter and then putting out such a a, a densely complex game that just works well with each other i, I like all of the little games that are played yeah. in unconscious mind this one was uh is is very exciting and it is one that i would i think i would really enjoy i haven't played it but uh i yeah, I, I, I'm very interested in trying this one out for sure. Okay. Uh, I think it's a great pick, yeah. All right. Well, what's number two? All right, number two, my last contribution to the list uh, His is... His personal number one, folks. My personal number one, my personal number one of the year, uh, I think I've got to give it to, well, I know, because I've already submitted this beforehand. Yeah. I know I've got to give it to Earth. Uh, Earth. <sighs> wow, okay. Yeah. Earth which was uh by Inside Up Games right. they're the uh they're the team that brought uh you summit which everybody now knows because it was on Trey Parker's uh it was Trey Parker's number 1 when right, he did right on that. the dice
0: tower thing he did on yeah. the
1: dice tower um this game kind of represents what I look for in a crowdfunding campaign okay uh in that it was a great price I I got to talk about the price it was 42 bucks Canadian uh, sorry, 42 bucks US, $54 Canadian, it had decent shipping, and it feels like it's going to give you a really solid game. It's a tableau builder. Okay. Uh, you, you're building 16 cards, you're putting 16 cards in front of yourself. The first person to, to, trigger, to, to build 16 cards triggers the end of the game, uh, but it has one of my favorite mechanics uh, of all time in it and that's the follow mechanic. I've been doing Mm -hmm. this series on my channel of just defining and ranking the mechanics, and I'm at numbers 10 to 1, and it's definitely going to go in there where I do something, and I get to do the better version of that thing, and everybody else gets to do the smaller version of that thing. That's That's what that mechanic is. And the whole purpose is to chain your actions together because, in addition, whatever you pick... Uh, you get to then trigger the colors of the cards that you've added to your tableau, you get to trigger that as an as an additional action. And so not only are you building your tableau and thinking about what uh, what things to put that'll give you the most points, you're also trying to think of, okay, how can I optimize these actions down the line, uh, adding things in? It, it just looks like a really slick game. This, I always do a pick of the week this was my pick of the week it's by a canadian publisher as well inside up uh, games is canadian hmm. so that that also Hometown that also here. might it might have helped Helped uh, push it to the push it to the top to represent Canada. Uh, and this is one that I know my mother purchased for me because <laughs> she uh, she watches my show and she saw me talking about it and was like, "Oh, I think he's gonna really like that one." And then she said, "Now I did purchase you something, and when it arrives, I need you to know that it's from me <laughs> and not from the publishers, just like wanting to send you a review copy. Uh, but I purchased it because you said it was like it represented a, a good deal." on kickstarter and i think it really does the amount of variability that you're going to get here is huge uh this is also emily from man versus meeple it's her number one game of all time Oh, just wow. having gotten it from the prototype and, and constantly playing it uh because i was watching their top 10 uh, their top 50 and um and it, it snaked into number one and uh and yeah, I, I think the hype for this is 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 real. I think it's going to be another great, really accessible game. Uh, in a theme, I like nature themes too. You know, I like that sort mm-hmm. of nature theme that I think Wingspan has pioneered. And uh, yeah, this this one this one looks fun, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get it. So thanks, mom. And in order to make sure her, pick, her purchase is justified, well, I had to put it as number one. There you
0: go. Yes, yes. Because mom knows best. Definitely. <laughs> That's really interesting. I have to admit, I mean, this year it felt like there were a lot of Earth-themed projects. Yeah, definitely. And I don't remember this one. Uh, I have to admit. I, was it earlier in the year or later in the year?
1: Because um, this one I, looks
0: by far the best. This looks like, hey, it's Race for the Galaxy, yeah. but you know, on Earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, it funded it funded March eighth. Okay, so, so it was earlier in the year. Yeah, earlier yeah. in the year. um I'm just scrolling through the videos on on my end too. I I, I felt like Kimberly might have covered it. Nope, but I don't know if she did. Nope. She didn't.
0: Nope, she did not. But I wish she, she did. did not. Although I'm kind of wishing I did too, because I mean, I, I love, um, you know, like I said, that that, that follow mechanism, yeah. you know, the whole, well, okay, yeah. I'll do the good yeah, version yeah. of everybody else gets the week. I mean, because, you know, it's less of it, what makes that special is always the notion of. Um, paying attention that, that is a direct form of yeah. player interaction everybody always ignores that but when you're playing a game like this or like Race for the Galaxy for that matter yeah. um, you are trying to figure out what is Chris going to do because if I can anticipate what you're going to do I can do what I want to do while at the same time preparing for what I'll get to do for free on Chris's turn and that is to me the most satisfying form of interaction getting in your head and uh, somehow always being in the right place at the right time not because of luck or because the dice went my way or because of the card. I drew, but because I was able to anticipate and determine what my opponents needed and use it to my own leverage. So whenever a game does that, I mean you're right to put it, uh, spoiler alert, for your upcoming top 10 greatest mechanisms of all time I agree (laughs) completely, and man, it looked freaking gorgeous too. Geez Louise. Yeah,
1: I, I think the production quality here is great. And I, I also look at the stretch goals and what you get. And it wasn't it wasn't a huge amount, but you do get some nice wooden resource tokens, you know, some silkscreen stuff, some nice little upgrades to warrant paying for that shipping price versus getting it in retail. Let me but, ask you, uh, did, yeah. you,
0: you read the rules for it, I know, because you really did yeah. how heavy would you say it is from what you understand? Certainly um, not a gateway no. scheme. It doesn't look like it looks like Yeah, but no heavier than Wingspan. Okay, oh, oh, in kind I, of in the Wingspan realm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, that does make sense, because yeah, obviously they're targeting
1: yeah, yeah. that audience, too. It's a good reference point, too, yeah, that's why. Nice. But I would say probably Wingspan will be a little bit more difficult to grasp. Personally. Well, Wingspan like, is I,
0: three engines at once, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, when it gets yeah. going, yeah. I find with yeah, with Wingspan I know my barometer is usually my parents as well. Mm. And and they had a little bit of trouble uh understanding or, or remembering the activations in yeah, the yeah, battery, yeah. You know, so that 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 makes me I, I don't think Wingspan is like a gateway. I've seen it not be as easily accessed as I think it would want to be. And ah. uh yeah. I, I think we got what you were saying. You just dropped
0: out there for yeah. a second. But that's okay, because folks, we've made it to the number one. And I promise, you and I did not collude at all. And yet, your number two is such a beautiful segue into number one, globe trotting. Whoa. Oh, nice. nice. Hey, look, I, I will see your flat two dimensional earth and raise you a three dimensional <laughs> earth. Um, This was by far, this might have been my wife's favorite games we played in the entire year. She cannot wait for this thing to come out, you know, available to retail. And you can talk about the, the value proposition of it and all that. Cause all I know is this game yeah, is yeah. so much fun to play. It is a bingo style roll and write, or I should say flip and write, cause you're not rolling cards, you're drawing, uh, you're not rolling dice, you're drawing cards to determine how you are going to plan your. Three trips around the world: a trip for summer, for autumn, and for spring, summer and autumn. And so we're in winter right now, planning, but we're simultaneously planning three different trips on our absolutely stunning, awesome 3D globes that everybody gets to play with. And the toy factor of this is off the roof. It, it is every much, every bit is fun to play with and manipulate this globe as you would expect. Um, you know, picking it up, trying to figure out. Well, okay, I guess I could go from Los. Angeles to Puerto Rico. Does that make most sense? Um, Well, it could be for my winter, but oh, Puerto Rico is currently available as a summer trip. Um, Am I going to be able to... What what am I actually going to pull off? every round in this game, there are going to be three destination cards, and each of them is going to be associated to one of the three trips, and you've got to pick. Right? Okay, well, it could be Puerto Rico in the summer, or it could be Carcassonne in the in the spring, or it could be a Bruges in the fall. And by the way, all the locations are um, references to famous uh, board game locations that we've had over the years, that. which is absolutely awesome, just for hardcore fans. But um, every round, that is an incredibly tough decision, because you're 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 trying to do really well on all three of these tracks because you have... I have a goal for what my summer trip... My summer trip needs to be south of the equator. I never want to go north of the equator when I'm in my summer trip. In my my autumn trip, I need to see a lot of animal life. And so... As often as not, the uh, perfect card for your summer trip is what you could draft for your fall trip, and so trying to make those kinds of compromises and figuring out round around what is the best one to take, and everybody's choosing from you know the same three cards plus three. Uh, Oh, what do you call them? Uh, seasonal chips. Uh, you know, so it has kind of a, what do you call it, um, that Cascadia-entwined drafting, you know, where, oh, when I'm drafting a thing, I'm really getting two things. And sometimes those things work perfectly together. Chef's kiss. And other times, like, okay, I'm gonna make a huge sacrifice, but I need to get to Santorini. Um, before. And, you know, I'd rather do it in the summer, but okay, I'll do it in the fall. Because in addition to your own personal goals, there are public goals, and, I mean, I'm just scratching the surface. This is a very simple-to-teach game. Because it has a lot of legs built in. Um, the The standard way you play, everybody has a goal for their spring, summer, and fall, um, and, and you just play it pretty straightforward, simple. I would say probably gateway, maybe gateway plus, but probably you could get away teaching this to anybody, and anybody's going to want to play it. If you see somebody sitting at a table playing with those globes, you will put your quarter on the table and say, I am next in order, please. I would like to play with those and draw all over them because they're, just, they're fun to hold and um, all the rest of it. It's actually a really smart design too that you draw straight lines by using the ruler that um, you know is the uh, centerpiece of the holder. Everything about this game is smartly produced, but. I'm just describing the basic intro. You can increase the difficulty significantly by having more and more objectives. You can even start with an objective draft where instead of having three, you'll have five. And during that opening draft, I might have gotten, hey, you know what? Almost everything is about my winter trip. I don't care about my summer trip or my arm trip. And so you can have a lot of different ways the game evolves. And um, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, the toy factor of this alone makes it uh, fun to play. But when Jen and I started playing the heavier variants and we saw, wow, Wow, this game gets incredibly crunchy every single choice we are trying to fulfill five different things at once and trying to keep all this in our heads it got um, you know as, cr- as crunchy as we would want um, at, right after playing, or as a lead into playing Unconscious Mind. Another incredibly heavy game I talked about. And I absolutely loved it. Now, the one thing I can't say that I tried, that I maybe love more than anything else as well, is it's got a between-two-cities vibe. Because if you are playing at higher than two, there are extra rewards that come out where, if Krista is to my right, we both need to get to um London. If we can both pull that, we will both score those points. So now we're colluding to try to um, you know, go to the same place during the game so that we can share points and beat whoever is on the other side of the table that we don't care about. So I love that level of interactivity too. They replace it with another system in the two-player game that works equally well. I mean, this is... Don't feel like, oh, if you get this as a couples gamer, you'll be missing out. I mean, because Jen... I mean, we played this one so much when I had the prototype. Much more than I needed to to be able to film a run-through. And she was so... She said, do we really have to send this one away? Does it really have to go in the mail to the next and I'm like, yes, honey, it does. But we will definitely get a copy of this, make no mistake. Because this could be, I mean, aside from the gimmick, which is absolutely wonderful, um, even if you somehow took that out and turned it into a 2D game, it would be um, on the, cr- when you play with all those stuff turned on, on the crunchier, heavier end of rolling rights or flipping rights. And that's one of my favorite genres these days. Most of the time, these tend to be fairly light, but this I would say is heavier than crunchier than a gone shown clever. Uh, and then on top of that, it's got the coolest components you are ever going to play with, which is why it came in at number one of the year, Globetrotting. And what did you think from what you saw of it?
1: Uh, I, I like this. I like this pick. Uh, I think. I think Kickstarter is the place for for these sorts of gimmicks. You yes. know what I mean? And I think. I think Road to Infamy that they also did Canvas. That's right. Uh, and so and that.
0: Uh, can you still hear me? Nope. Let's wait a second. And you start with Road to Infamy again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think Road to Infamy. They're known for canvas, right? Yes. They That was also a very, very sort of gimmicky game with uh, creating, with even just the box being able to hang on your wall, which mm-hmm. is so cool to me. Like, I, I think that's wicked. You're like, hey, you want to play a game? Sure. Let me take this picture <laughs> down and just pull out a game. Like, that's <laughs> that feels so fun to me. Uh, I think Kickstarter is the place for these sorts of gimmicks. Yeah, that you, yeah, yeah. you May not see in wider retail distribution. Uh, for for me. I think I, I remember thinking it looked really cool. I, I also remember thinking that the globe itself was a cool gimmick, but that also increased the, increases the cost of it, right? Mm, okay. And so, from from like a cost to to like play perspective, I I I wasn't as interested because well, I was looking just at the retail version and it said, oh, you save twelve bucks on the. On the retail version, I'm like, yeah, well, I I would pay that in the shipping, so I don't really save anything from purchasing it right now. But it's definitely one that I I was interested in trying. Like, mechanically, it looks so sound. Yeah. And and, uh, that's surprising to hear. Uh, I I was considering it also more of a two-player game as well. I I like that you played it so much with Jen because I like the castle scoring, but I, I like... Having my own stuff that I don't have to share, and I think I think when you're plotting your own trip around the globe it, it feels fun to be able to just kind of do that for yourself yep. uh, I, I think this one looks looks really cool and well and for Kickstarter... the antisocial
0: that is an option to play with the mode yeah. where there are <laughs> objectives between players to your left and right uh, for folks cool. who would just like to not worry about what their neighbors are doing, yeah
1: yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, but I think I think that kind of that kinda it, it embodies what Kickstarter is about. It's it's taking these fun ideas and saying, Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we had this we had a globe? We we're drawing lines on the globe. Let's yeah. make that happen. Yeah. Right. And, and and I like having games on my shelf that are unique, right? That that do something that the, no other game does. Right. If it if it does something else, then I, I wouldn't need both on my shelf. And and this I think would absolutely fall into that category. So no. I, I like it. I, I like it as the number one pick.
0: Well, that's it, folks. That was the top 10, by far, definitive, uh, unassailable, definitive. best crowdfunded yeah. games of 2022. Um, and I want to say thank you so much to Chris. I mean, uh, again, uh, your approach to this is such a breath of fresh air, and I cannot recommend everybody enough. Go check out his channel. You will not... It costs you nothing to subscribe. And, you know, he does more than crowdfunding. I mean, you are you said, you coming up soon is your top 10 greatest Dude. mechanisms of all time. What was it? I mean, you're like counted down 300 mechanisms or something like that over the last Uh,
1: yeah Uh, listed on board game geek it's like i think 186 there you go but a lot of those are are duplicates and so i started at 150 okay so i've i've been counting from 150 up and now we're finally hitting the top 10 uh or i think out tomorrow at least when we're when we're recording this live so maybe out today (sighs) will be 20 to 11 uh, okay Well, they're coming soon and
0: plenty of other stuff besides, folks. You will not regret checking out Room and Board Reviews. And Chris, thank you so much for stepping in for Ruel. Don't worry, Ruel fans. He'll be back next week for our final R&R of the month, of the year, I should say. And before we go, one more thing. We're not done, folks. Did you know we have an after-party? There is a post-show where Chris party. and I will talk about 10 more games, the ones that just missed our list, uh, which was streamed live on the uh, 20th. And um, if you would like to check that out, you can hit that I in the top right corner screen or follow the links down in the show notes to go to the extended version of this r and and hear about a bunch more really great games. But with that done, um, Chris, we are Dunsville. Are you ready to go, sir?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was uh, a friggin' blast, and I think we did come up with the definitive list. So I, if anybody says differently, we can fight them battle royale you, style. You
0: know they're simply not real gamers. Yeah. What it falls right down Sorry. to it. Sorry. Um, it's unassailable. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And um, have a happy, happy holiday and a wonderful new year. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Boop. Okay. And oh my gosh. I know we said we were gonna do more, but we're at 205. That's true. Yes. We, we're running out of time. And I think I just saw Ruel in the chat. So we are gonna make good, but we're gonna do it real quick like. Hey, we'll what was your track.
1: um what was your ten through six? My ten through six starting at ten? Yes. Well, oh, I, I had eleven. However you want. I had I had eleven, but I'm good. So okay, you yeah, go, 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 go eleven, too. we'll give you eleven since we're going quick. Uh I had uh, Darkest Doom. That one is big, sort of a minis game. Uh, it looked really cool. Okay. Uh, there are multiple ways to win, which I always think is neat. You can you can become part of the evil team. You can become part of the AI that you're fighting against, and then and then fight against everybody else. Okay. Uh, Solar one hundred and seventy five. Uh, mm. It was a Euro Legacy style game that feels very similar to Orleans, and I really like Orleans. So, Doesn't uh, feel. I mean, it it, it definitely wears <laughs> that on its sleeve. Hey, we're we yeah. in a space with Legacy stuff. Or they are in the face. That's exactly it. Yep. Um, number nine, uh, Bug Chawl is an old uh, Nepal type game. They ran this Kickstarter campaign. It's by Lemery Games. Um, they ran a pay what you want Kickstarter campaign. Oh, okay. Pay-
0: well, okay. Yeah. Or-
1: and and so I really thought that that approach to Kickstarter was really cool. Uh, just to to get this small game, and they're like they'll use it as sort of a promotional for their next game. But they're just saying, hey, it it does cost us around like eight to nine dollars to produce this. So pay what you want, um, pay what you think it's worth, and and pay more if you want to like help subsidize. And I just think that idea of crowdfunding is so so nice. Um, okay. Then. Uh, Earth Under Siege Flashpoint, that was a sort of stealth game. Ah, so there's your big box of plastic. There's my big box of plastic. Mm -hmm. I thought that one looked really cool. And again, kind of unique. The stealth idea uh, that that you didn't want to have an all-out dungeon crawl fight, but you wanted to sneak past the guards um, felt really neat. Uh, Number seven was something that I backed, the Unfair expansion. I really liked it unfair and i will be getting every bit of content you got the fun fair (laughs) no fun fair for me thanks
0: don't need to go on yeah but yeah
1: yeah whenever i play with my girlfriend we play fun fair Ah, with unfair cards yeah Uh, If you and and i I were ever play i
0: guess i guess i'd be playing with your girlfriend is what it sounds like instead of you (laughs) since you have all your unfair stuff you want to play with
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like the unfair stuff in a head-to-head game because then it makes sense to kind of pull your opponent down oh, because sure, you sure, know sure. what yeah. they have, right? But in in a group game, it generally makes sense to benefit yourself. So that's why I, I don't mind the unfair aspects to it. And then finally, number six uh, was a game called Hollow Type, which I almost swapped with RoboMon, honestly. But uh, it, it's a game about building dinosaurs. There were only like 700 backers. Um, It just looks really good. It's very simple worker placement. Uh, Your workers can do different things. You can have different types of workers. And it it feels like it could be accessible dinosaur wingspan as like a teaser. (laughs) Wow. What was that one called? Holotype. Holotype. Um, Okay. That sounds
0: dimly familiar.
1: All right. Yeah. It it really didn't get a lot of of coverage as well. Um, It was one of those that that I was really happy to find because I read through the rule book and I was like, yeah, this seems really simple, but just really satisfying you're completing you're getting resources you're completing dinosaurs and you have different spots to fight over so all of those uh were were felt fun so i was i i caught it was almost on the top five but uh it just edged out
0: now well, you had a very good top five i was really happy. that was a great honestly i kind of felt like i mean the, a lot of those felt like ones that Ruel would have chosen quite frankly yeah I know, which was well, fantastic. Um, so yeah, he was here with us in perfect. spirit. And he's here with us waiting, looking at his analog watch <laughs> as time passes. All right, mine, really quickly. Uh, again, my top 11. Uh, number 11, I decided not to put on the list because I didn't want to get into a fist fight with you, would have been Old London Bridge from Queen. <laughs> I think. I- I
1: think it looks good. Yeah. I think it lo- I thought that one looked looked, looked fun.
0: It, it is by far. I mean, I played several of their games, and of course, this is the year of their Felled City stuff, and that's all anybody yeah. pays attention to. Old London yeah. Bridge really slipped on. It's really really good. Uh, yeah. Number ten would have been the my sadly the only one I think that didn't fund Leviathan Wilds which mm. was so good. This was basically the old PlayStation 2 game, Shadows of Colossus, turned into a board game. Some of the best cool. cooperative mechanisms and also some of the most thematic mechanisms I have ever seen in a board game. And cool. you know, they say they're coming back uh, You know, in, in the new year. you, know, re, uh, you know, But oh my gosh, I really hope it succeeds because it was fantastic. Uh, number nine was Frozen Frontiers from uh, the uh, same developer from was Arcane Wonders and the, I um, can't remember the name of the developer, the, uh, the, I know I'm not supposed to talk about, it, but the, the Russian developers who a lot of people were like, the game barely funded. I think there was a lot of, Oh, anti-Russian sentiment, but the developers of that literally fled their country after spending a lot of time marching in the streets putting themselves in danger but that no that has anything to do with anything it was a really fantastic area control slash worker placement game um, with some fun mechanisms uh, from the developers of Aquatica so it was a really good solid game wish it had done better Uh, number 8 Encyclopedia a big crunchy a big physically huge production um, all where we're trying to make the first entries into the world's first encyclopedia by traveling all over the world and studying and reading searching and stealing dice from each other it has a very twa vibe because we all roll dice and like oh my dice are nice but your dice are better um, but the thing is you know I might be coming for your dice so after you roll you get to specify well if anyone wants to take this die they gotta pay me if anybody wants to take this die well they can take it free because I don't really care about that so you can actually plan and even hope people take your dice from you because maybe you don't want that die but you know I do so you make it expensive for me to take it from you if you made it too expensive okay you're stuck with it now pal I'll you know, really lots of cool stuff. Uh, Number seven, Oak. Um, That's two games from Game Brewer I had on this list if I'd done my full 10. They had a very, very good year. Another really smart worker placement game with a wonderful toy factor because uh, the worker placement is already sharp, and man, this game is super-duper tight. You are so... poor, asset poor throughout the game. But when you can get enough assets together to be able to put one of these really cool hats, hats yes, apparently, from our earlier pre-show, on these workers, and they kind of snap on like Legos, uh, then suddenly those druids you're sending around become literal druid superheroes. But only if you send them to certain areas, and often, oh, I don't want to send him here, I want to send him there. So it was a really sharp game. And then number six, which I almost just went back and forth, back and forth, putting it on the list into the number five slot was Fate Forge Chronicles of Khan. Um, And, uh, which is a cooperative, narrative, fantasy, co-op adventure. But um, the thing that really makes it stand out from all of its contemporaries, including Gloomhaven and Frosthaven, is the actual combat in that game, you will play a combat session in like 20 minutes. So if you're going to sit down for two hours, if you sit down for two hours of Gloomhaven or Frosthaven, that's an hour and 50 minutes of just really hard noodling and moving slowly and fighting a bunch of stuff and fighting a war of attrition. Whereas Fate Forge is... Okay, well, of that 90 or that tw- two hours, you're gonna have three different encounters, each one lasts 20 minutes, and each one having some of the coolest, most fast paced, and cinematic action you can imagine. Um, and then on top of that, really sharp storytelling in between, you are in the city stuff. So I really like that one too. I did not put on my list, I had like, I could have talked about Sagrada Artisans, there's a new Aeon's End, yeah. La Granja Deluxe, the On Tour, Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition, Dead Reckoning, Grand Carnival. Um, and like I said, I wasn't gonna talk about. Stuff that already came out, and then I forgot, and I put Paradox Initiative in. Um, but <laughs> I, my wife, I, mean, I had to when I, I was talking with Jen about, hey, which ones did you really like? And literally, um, the first two she thought of the Globe Game and the uh, the Doctor Mario game. You got to talk yeah. about those two. I'm like, okay, I'll put them on the list.
1: Yeah, well, that's it, right? Like it's it's so impacted by by who you're going to get these things to the table. Yeah, definitely, too, right? Yeah, I I I felt like I might see an encyclopedia. On, on on the list. That, oh, it's that good. It's so guess. good. Yeah, um, I, I'm excited because I don't think I looked into Leviathan because it canceled. Because I I looked. Oh, so you didn't make, make it onto your show? Yeah,
0: because I mean make I, make I think they show. went halfway and then said, okay, this isn't yeah. going to happen. We're going to retool and come back. But yeah. I mean, watch for
1: it because it. I'm excited now. Yeah, I'll, it's so I'll good. In my eyes field
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I love cooperative games, and it's very rare. I mean, it's one of those cooperative games where um, it's very rare, like um, Spirit Island, where you can kind of like plan and do stuff. You know, all at the same time, and okay. Well, if you just wait a little bit and give me this, I'll do that. You know, a lot of really good stuff in that game. Yeah. Anyway, though. um, Ruel, let me confirm. I'm sure Ruel has been very patiently waiting. All we got to pass
1: it over to Ruel.
0: Twitch.tv slash Ruel. I've I've
1: stolen his thunder for long enough. I know. Yes. Sorry, Ruel.
0: Yep. People are about to riot in the streets. They are demanding Ruel. Okay, and it looks like yes, he is on for Hickory Dickory. That's the title. Hickory Dickory from Plaid Hat Hickory Games. Dickory. And then come back in January when I cover the clocks of Dickory Doc so that we can complete <laughs> um, the uh, duology and, uh, you know, combine powers. Okay, yeah. let me find the raid button. Folks, you know how raiding works on Twitch. We love Ruel. He, we think he's the great... Yep, and I see him sitting right there just very patiently waiting, and he says, we're going to be here any second, and we are. Folks, we are going to raid Ruel in five... Four, three, two, one. Raid! Go, 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 go. Please go, go, go. I always worry that it won't work. Let's see. Turn on the sound. All right. And I, okay, we raided successfully. Yes, we are out. Boom. Now, this is interesting. Uh, Everybody's gone now. It's just you and me, but we are still live. I just noticed, it says in um, OBS, we are live, unstable. Why is that? Oh. I have never seen that happen all this time. Could it have been me? Surely not. but that's neither here nor there because Surely I'm now not. gonna hit the stop streaming button because nobody needs to hear this. Uh, but thanks <laughs> folks you watched these last little few seconds uh, stick around we will uh, we'll talk about'll we'll do, we'll do an after action report. All right in stream now.